<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? A wonderful uh, conversation with Naomi Ekpergen, who is tremendous. She's a wonderful stand-up. I saw her recently live at UCB here in LA and was completely taken with her and had to have her on the podcast, and I'm so glad that I, that I did. We're actually going to play at the end of this intro a little bit of her stand-up just to give you a, a flavor of what I'm talking about. She's so, 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 so funny. Um, and as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. If you want to see me do stand-up, uh, April 12th is my uh, last Largo show here in LA before I head to uh, New York where I'll be uh, shooting and writing Crashing for the summer, which is super exciting. I don't know if it comes up in this episode or the next couple episodes, but I have to imagine it does. Me talking about waiting to hear if season three of Crashing is back. Can you guys hear that fire truck? Anyway, uh, it, it is back, but you're going to be listening to a bunch of episodes that have been recorded in the past when Past Pete didn't know if the show is coming back. So if you hear me talk about that, that's obviously what's going on. Uh, I do also want to give a mention to our Pete's Picks. I actually have an exciting uh, update for the Alpha Brain Pete's Pick. You can now get a free bottle of Alpha Brain. You've heard me talk about Alpha Brain a bunch. It's a nootropic, which means it's like a vitamin for your brain. It's like fish food is how I think of it for your ideas. It helps with concentration, memory, focus. It's not a stimulant like caffeine, so it doesn't perk you up. It's just like an upgrade that you feel in your thinking and your communication. Anything that I do for the past three, four years now that involves my brain, whether it's stand-up, doing this podcast, uh, writing, reading, or just trying to have a better, more clear, focused day, which is almost, which is every day. I do take it every day. I always take Alpha Brain uh, 15 minutes before is what I do. Uh, It works the first time you use it. It's all earth-grown ingredients. It's uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. And as I always say, you can go to onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird for 10% off. But now you can also go to onnit.com slash trial and you can try a bottle of Alpha Brain for free. I love it. I think this is a great idea because if you try it, you'll see, you feel that difference. You feel that better function. So as I always say, get into it. And I'm grateful to Onnit for letting us try that. The other Pete's pick, which I also swear by, is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It's made from the hemp plant, but they take the THC, which is the psychoactive kind of uh, what we associate with getting stoned. They take that part out and leave just the beneficial plant-healthy CBD, which is kind of associated with the uh, wellness, body wellness, clarity, and what I call the happy, healthy glow that you get from this product. Um, It just makes me a little bit easier uh, to laugh, a little bit quicker to smile, a little bit less stressed, helps with aches, pains, anxiety. This is what it does for me. This is my own personal anecdotal evidence, Uh, but there's also a lot of uh, research and science behind what CBD oil can do for people including Charlotte, uh, which was the little girl they designed this product for who was having seizures that nothing else would help. Uh, So they gave uh, her this blend of oil, and she was doing much, much, much better. I had the Stanley Brothers on to talk about that story if you're curious to listen to more about CBD oil. But if my word is enough, I love it. I really do. People ask me all the time if I really take these things. I really, really do. Every day I take a little bit of CBD oil. I take the Everyday Advanced. I like the mint chocolate flavor because you can literally just do a couple drops and feel that difference that I have come to swear by. So I want you to try it. That's why it's a Pete's pick. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code Keep It Crispy, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Uh, all right. 
Let's get into my chat with Naomi uh, from a little while ago. Again, if I mention the crashing not being picked up, this is the past. Also, April 12th, hope to see you at uh, my final Largo show here in L.A. before I'll be in New York for a minute. And uh, before we hear the interview, as I mentioned, here's a little bit of Naomi doing stand-up. Enjoy, and then get in to that interview. Get into it. Friends, I am at a crossroads. I mean that health-wise, okay? And by that, I mean I just found out I can no longer fit into my old Navy jeans. You know? So I'm at rock bottom. Um, and the thing is, like, I want to eat healthy. You know what I mean? Like, I want to figure out what the deal is with salad. But, like, I, I don't know how. And I, I think it's, like, I think it's probably because, like, I used to drink to feel pretty. Now I eat to feel nothing, you know? Yeah, I think that's it, you know? I did decide I would go to a nutritionist, though. You know, I said, I was like, go to a professional, spend the money, figure out what you're supposed to do with a shallot, you know? <laughs> I have, unfortunately, uh, made and canceled my appointment twice, okay? But I have a reason. It's because before you go to a nutritionist, you have to keep a food journal. They want you to write down everything you eat and what time you eat it for two weeks straight. And it's like, I get a day and a half into that food journal, and I'm like... I see. You know, you know, it's right there in black and white. At which point I can't justify spending the copay. You know what I'm saying? Bring it to a professional just for them to be like, do you see? You know, the problem is my best life is sitting at home wearing a fleece pant. Okay. On top of which I put a lap blanket. The sole purpose of which is to collect any crumbs, you know? And I'm not going to lie to you guys, I'm probably watching a procedural, okay? <laughs> Criminal Minds is my number one, okay? If I can't get that, I'm going to do Law & Order Classic, but I prefer a special victim, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You know, and if that's not on, I'll go true crime. You know, something like, I almost got away with it. Snapped. <laughs> Killer kids. Wives with knives, you know? <laughs> or my new favorite, swamp murders. <laughs> It's exactly what you think it is, you know? You find a body in a swamp, you work your way back. Yes, yes. Best hour of my life. I'm telling you, I watch so many of these shows, I'm a damn detective at this point. You know what I'm saying? I done clocked my 10,000 hours and I can crack a case, you know? To be fair, it actually is pretty simple because every show starts the same way. You know, every episode starts with a white woman in peril, you know? It's true, and when you watch as many of these as I do, it starts to affect you, you know what I mean? You feel it in your heart, because it's like, white women, I want you to live, you know? I do, you know? So I feel like while I have so many of you here, I want to give you guys some advice, okay? A little hot tip for all you Megan, Sarahs, and Lindsays out there, okay? If you want to avoid a serial killer, you got to stop with the jogging at dawn and dusk. Yes. Yes. Honey, if the light is low, you do not go. You know? When you're jogging at that hour, you got two options. You're going to find a dead body or become a dead body. Which is why I don't exercise in public. You know? If you're going to do it, at least bring a buddy. You know what I mean? Megan, bring a Sarah. Sarah, bring a Lindsay. Add a Becky. Now you're safe. You know? Jesus. 
I honestly do not know what my like. I don't know why I watch so many of these shows, quite frankly, because they're terrifying and the real world is scary enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like. I feel like it's like Donald Trump don't let the racists out. You know what I'm saying? He gonna he gonna let them out their hidey holes, like little bigoted meerkats. You know? I'm serious. It's happening now. I'm on edge. You know what I'm saying? If you are lighter than a paper bag, I am checking you. Okay? Yes. You too, Seth Meyers. Okay? Yes. Honey, just because you got dimples don't mean you ain't on a list, you know? I'm serious. Like, everyone's a suspect, you know? And especially I find myself most on edge when I'm in Brooklyn because there's this breed of hipster, okay? This hipster dude. You know this guy, okay? He's got the sleeve tattoos, the trucker cap, the beard to hide his identity, you know? And you know, if I'm walking down a street by myself late at night, I'm looking at him with side eye like, um, are you a white supremacist or do you brine your own pickles? You know? And you won't know till it's too late. Thank you, guys. I'm Naomi Kerrigan. Hello. Hi. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for coming. You know, your first name, also hard. Not possible. For me, it is. If you're a dum dum, how you doing this morning? How are you? <laughs> Good. If you're a dum dum, you you because I just did this. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I am going to Google Naomi <laughs> Ekperigan. <laughs> you did it. I did. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was real. Yeah, it was I real. Thought you for did. Sure. I t- I'm constantly telling people, you know, before a show, I'm always like, just throw it away. Don't overthink it. You I can love do that. Do it if you don't overthink it. Ekperigan. Yeah. Did I just do it again? See? Let's not talk see, about this See, now you're thinking about See, exactly. Don't think Val and I were just it. talking about, because we really would like to name a daughter uh, Leela, but spell it L-I-L-A. Uh-huh. And then we were like, well, she'll have a lifetime of having to say, no, it's, it's not Lila, it's Leela. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but um, I read something somewhere that children who have to deal with such adversity. <laughs> <laughs> such adversity. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... They deal with a, my, that mild, regular conflict. Yep. Actually grow up to become more more assertive. Meaning. That's good. Sorry, I said decaf. You know what I right. mean? Just like a little bit. Right. Not they're rude. Used, yeah, right. Yeah. They're used to just saying, I'm here. I'm here. See me. And Val, <laughs> sweet as pie, Val, uh, could, uh, I'd say this if she was here, uh, struggles with that. With the yeah. like, hey, you yeah. can call Valerie Voolery <laughs> to be like, nice. <laughs> Nice to be here. <laughs> Glad to be seen. But did you you've you've had a lifetime of this? Well, no, it's funny. The last name I will, but it's in, I only do it if I feel like I'm gonna see you again. If yeah. you and I are like running through, it's like we don't need to get into this. You know what I mean? Can Bless I, you. Bless you. I, I keep going, but I, but I, I got like, something for you. I just feel like if we are just like ships in the night, call me what you want to call me. Yes. But if our who if, cares? Right. Like it's like, oh God, like I knew you met me. No, no. <laughs> the situation. Play yeah. it out. Yes. I'm going to correct this person. Yeah. And for what? Exactly. And then we'll never meet again. Because they're gone forever. And then they're going to be like, well, she was particular. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I one time met a particular young woman. That's what they would say yeah. for no reason for the rest of their days. Well, uh, my example of that was I've told the story before. Before, but I, I, I was in Amsterdam and uh, I ate a space cake, mm-hmm. and um, those are strong. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
all strong in Amsterdam, ain't it? It's all strong. Have you been? No, but I'm just assuming girl, that's what they You got to go. I don't know. You don't have to go. I'm going to go. I want you to know that I would say girl, even if you weren't a black woman. And I also love that because I would call you it's, girl. It's even if you're not. I call thing. everyone girl. Have you listened to Phoebe Robinson's episode of this podcast by any chance? No. The whole time. It's, it's a girl fest. <laughs> as soon as I'm with a black woman, I'm like, ugh. My heart, heart has a piece up. of my heart that fills in <laughs> and opens up, and I'm like, because I feel like we're going to go, girl. I was just texting with a friend of mine who happens to be black, and we were talking about- How many about, black friends you got, Peter? I got a lot. I got a lot. You know who okay, it was? Girl. It was Wale. Ooh, you know Wale? Because no. he was on my show. He's a, he's a hip-hopper. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a hip-hopper, you say? He was on episode two of Crashing, so we were texting each oh, other. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And we were talking about how- um, he was like, I got a lot of black women liking your show. And I was like, and I got a lot of white nerds liking you. <laughs> and he was like, uh, and then we started talking about what each group gives. He's yeah. like, white ner- nerds buy a lot of merch. Yep. That's nice. And I was like, but black women, if they call me baby, <laughs> my hands are you said, I'm up. You I'm said. Go- like, oh, you said. If it's, it doesn't, like, usually it's a service thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like a waitress calls you baby. Like, I'm an older black woman. Yeah. you good, baby. <laughs> I am in heaven. <laughs> I did not mean to start this way. Well, oh, no, we had to. Oh, because ahead. I was also I said to Kate before <laughs> we had to. it was the only way I said to Kate we had to. I go okay you know get out one a whole bunch of nominations so I'm coming for Peter today yeah. okay I am racial today you, wait what happened with it it got nominated for best picture best oh, director okay. you're best happy. actor you're I'm happy. very happy you're happy honey you're I said happy. white people you can't test me today yeah, yeah. today's my time so I am like <laughs> in it today I'm like I'm like amped. I'm tracking that too. Uh, get out specifically. It's yeah. so good. It's the best. Have you rewatched it? Yes. Have you seen it more than once? I just I rewatched it actually um, over the holidays with my mom because she hadn't seen it. Okay. And so I was like, that's another one. <laughs> that's Chicago black woman. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they all, if they all, that's terrible. I don't know if all black women do the okay, but I just did it for you. I learned that in Chicago. I love it. Keep going. Getting we- very racial in here. <laughs> I saw it with her, you know, and it was so fun to watch with her because it was hilarious because she literally said at one point, well, I could have told you they were dangerous whites yeah. right away, but that's because uh, I'm grown. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, well, of course, and she was, of course you're not our first black b- boyfriend. She brought you home after four months of dating? Yeah. Oh, no, you ain't the first. My mother, like, knew. She was, like, on. She was ready for that it. That is hilarious. <laughs> you have a white boo. I you do. You have a Jew. Don't you do your joke. He's a Jew boo. He's, He's a, Jew a Jewish boo. boo. Okay, not a Jewish Buddhist, which is like, okay, get out of my face. He's a Jewish <laughs> boo. <laughs> Okay, he's for life. <laughs> he's what? He's for life. He's for life. He's for life. Oh, you're married. I mean, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so Peter. sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, I forgot. Okay. I when- forgot because last time I saw you, I was like, when's when? the date? You got it together yet? But you know what? I'm on your side. I don't mean to assume. No, no, of course. Uh, what is it? Gender norms <laughs> that you wanted and he's dragging. But I, I like, I'm a married person. So now I'm team marriage. So I'm stoking the fire. It's where I get see everybody him. married. Exactly. I'm like, when's the date? Jump in the pool. I'm not. A- well, it's funny. Neither of us, I guess maybe I was dragging my feet at first, and now we're both equally kind of like, because you know what it is for me? Mm. I'm not fucking quirky, okay? I used to be a hoe. I want a fucking wedding, okay? I can't <laughs> do this at all. You can't like, bury like, I just wrote like, down hoe. He wrote hoe in his notebook, ladies and gentlemen. Hoe. Ho, this is why in therapy they don't let you see the notes. <laughs> <laughs> he writes down ho and underlines it three times. Ho. We'll, we'll circle back to that. 
<laughs> what do you mean you want a wedding? You just want a wedding. Right. I mean, as opposed to, you know, we've been engaged a long time, so one might say, why not just go to City Hall? But I'm saying because, because of that, want I want to do the thing. I don't need it to be fancy, but I need but you. you want it. I want everybody to stand up when That's I walk in a room. That is the point. Right. It's the Because I, we just got, we've been married two months now. The, the ceremony is the thing. Yeah. And Mike Birbiglia, yeah. who is one of my dearest friends, and I love his wife, Jenny. They got married at City Hall. And they saw our ceremony, and and you'll see when you get married that there's like these you collect these little points where they're kind of like we it kind of made us wish we had done that you know what I mean because you're like ha ha because it doesn't have to be corny it, and and it's lovely the point of it I don't want to give a spoiler but there's a line in a movie I saw recently where it was like uh, their vows are like in front I I call upon the attention of those present. <laughs> To witness my – like it's an old movie. I was going to say, it's the Lord of the Rings. It's like a uh-huh. – it's, it's not a phony not balloon, but okay. it's old. Okay. And, you know, they're pretending to be old, but it's, that's fantasy. But this okay. is real. Uh-huh. <laughs> the point – and I was like, I like that. I'm calling upon those present to witness. That's exactly. the point. Bear witness. Bear witness. Bear witness to this love. if you say, like, like uh, I'm, I'm quitting drinking, it's yeah. one thing to, like, tell yourself you're quitting drinking. But you start telling your friends – Accountability. That's it, which is yeah. a dirty word because I'm a Christian. Oh. grew up Christian, so we didn't like it. Accountability. Oh. Okay. It's not really bad. No, 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 it just exactly means what like mean, yeah. you'd be like, I'm trying not to look at AOL porn chat rooms. <laughs> and then some guy named John would be like, how's how's that? I'm just trying to keep you accountable. And then you'd have to tell another dude. You'd be uh, like, I've been jerking it. <laughs> I've been jerking it to low res gifts. Gifts. I like a movie. Low baby. res. Well, it was a little night. blurry nip. It was the 90s. Oh, that's true. Oh, God. God. The time so, you I'm had so. to wait. <laughs> the time you had to wait to get it. What I'm saying is you're right. We're going to do it. Have it. The 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 everything about it, the yeah. rings and the and the standing, do you, all of those pieces can be customized, right? But they have a value in my experience that's greater than the sum of their parts. You know what I mean? Right. But I think too what I, what we learned, you know, because obviously we looked at places and seen what's what. The more personal you make it, the more expensive it is, which is not what I thought, right? If I'm saying, oh, I want something casual, yeah. casual is more expensive than going to a hotel where they just put out their chairs, their linens, their you're food, right. and you're just paying per head. You're right. And so, They're ready. That's why you want casual because you've seen so many fucking bullshit weddings. Well, my thing, especially, you know, we've, we've been together eight years, so it's like, we've gone to a bunch of weddings. I'm like, I do not want to sit. I don't want people to sit at a fucking circular table yeah. and wait for chicken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. just sitting there waiting for a chicken breast. A bad chicken breast. And having to make small talk with somebody's so cousin. Can we hang out? All the you time. You know Val wants to hang out with you so I know. Bad. I like her. You know, she normally. She loves you, but I'm sitting here. I'm just like, you <laughs> are the most fun. You know, normally People I don't People are going to listen to this. You're going to be this huge star. They're going to listen to it. They're going to be like, how is Naomi feeling in 2018? And we're going to be so, because you're going to be huge. I love it. Oh, bless your heart. I love it. I mean it. Great. What is the deal? <laughs> oh, my God, Katie. How does it feel to watch people fall in love? You know what I mean? Like, talk about bearing witness, you know? She's bearing witness. Yes. We call upon you <laughs> to witness. I just, when we saw you, you're such, we'll talk about stand-up theory later. Let's keep talking about weddings. You've been <laughs> together eight years. Yeah. And you've been to weddings. My yeah, friends, the post show, they had this joke about like if you go to a wedding with a girl or a guy, it advances the wedding, uh, the relationship six months. <laughs> <laughs> and it does because it kind of goes like, oh, right, this is what it's all. It's like visiting a graveyard. <laughs> like it makes you live a little bit more urgently. Right. Like, I will right. be as these are. <laughs> right. It sobers the relationship in a way. It's right? sobering. You're like, okay, um, do I want this with you? Can I see your face there? Which sucks yeah. because sometimes you don't. 
even though you're having a great time, you could be having all your needs met by a relationship. Yep. And as soon as you turn the is it forever screw, which is kind mm. of unfair because some people just want to Susan Sarandon it. Right. You know what I mean? Just be like, I just like them. Leave me alone. I know. But then you got to make sure you're with another Susan Sarandon. You better you make sure saying? you're with a Tim Robbins. Honey. <laughs> right? Like, you can't be like saying, you know, you can be like, you know, kind of hippie, free and loose. If- you got to put that up front. And everybody. <laughs> you got to make sure the other person isn't just lying to you. Yes, because yes, yes, I've yes. been a person that lies about being comfortable with shit. I'm not not Chill. that, but like being like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Some people are so non-confrontational. Valerie, Valerie, yeah, like yeah. that they'll kind of go with something and yeah. make sure because if you're strong, that's appealing. Yeah. So if you're dating someone and you're just like just up top, I don't want to get married. I don't want to have kids. I don't even want to whatever. These yeah. are my weird parameters. Yeah. That's kind of attractive. Men love that shit. And then you'll be like, okay. <laughs> and the next thing you know, you're with some sh- stiff right. that secretly wants to marry you. And is just hoping that you're going to change your mind or they yes. can change your mind. Someone Buddy, who goes in to change your mind. Talk about gender stereotypes. Usually that's the woman in, in yeah. traditional movies like from the 80s. Mm-hmm. I know so many more dudes that are waiting for a woman to break. <laughs> like any day now, or she'll together. shift. Uh, so you know. But that's so funny because, like, I am. I think what I do is, I think I present as alpha, but I'm very deeply beta, like emotionally. Sure, I'm very you, delicate. Ah, you know what I mean? Deep like, down, easy to hurt feelings. Yeah, and like very, you know. I think in a lot of ways, Andy might have been. That's the Jubu, the first person. Jubu. Who- <laughs> I feel like you really needed a walk-on part in 227 back oh when you were a child. God. That's your heart. That's your heart. It's 227. How old am I? Am I soft and young? <laughs> <laughs> am I like the chicken breast people are waiting for at your wedding? Never. <laughs> Just white and overcooked. <laughs> hey, ladies. I want it. so. Well, I worked at the south side of uh, Chicago, and all my friends were black at that time, and it was like one of the happiest times ever. <laughs> It made me so happy. You grew up in like Boston, right? I grew up super white. Super white. Yeah, you white also Boston. grew up super white. I grew what? up Lexington. Okay, our our black kids were literally imports. Right, bust. would take bust in from because they had a good. Uh, I guess is that good? I don't know. It was School. good. Good program from yeah. like Mattapan, rough neighborhoods into Lexington. Yeah, but they were. It was called Metco, so they were the Metco kids. Oh lord! You didn't necessarily say like there's a Metco kid, but like <laughs> okay. you knew in the way that you classify everybody. Yeah. You're like there's a fucking white hat. Yeah, those were the jocks. Oh, Okay. That's a Metco kid. I'm a fucking soft weeb. <laughs> like, just so we know what we're playing with. But like, would all the Metco kids hang together? Unfor- well, here's the thing. In class, if you had a class with a Metco, I hate saying a Metco kid with a kid from the yeah. inner city. <laughs> Sounds even dismissive. worse. I know. <laughs> no, just like if one of the one of the kids who had been busted. Yes, you uh, had a but class. Bust in sounds but bad. That's like what he's they a, did. like a crate of cabbage. But that's what they did. <laughs> okay, all right. They were like, you guys want fried chicken today? Yeah. We're going to bust it in. Oh, no. That's what they did. Let me just say, Wendia, shout out, Tasha, yeah. shout out. <laughs> they were in classes with me. They became friends. Friends, but like work right. friends, the way right. that we're friends. Comedian friends, right. work friends, class friends. Uh, because I think, you know, they lived in, maybe we use this as an excuse, maybe. They lived in Mattapan or, or other cities. I live in Lexington. We didn't, like, hang out too much outside of right. things. Right, right, right. And so that – I think that was always there. They right. knew they were going home together. Right. And that's the bulk of – not the bulk of your day, but that's a good part Do of your day. Do they bust them out too? I know it's a silly question. Yeah, I think you bust out. But I think that's also then part of it, right? Because, like, so much of school is like – If you miss the bus, you exactly. can't just hang out. Exactly. This is, fucking, this is what I'm talking about. This, this is, is suburb nonsense. This is, this I don't is know it, but – bad. 
it's 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 the high school is hard enough. But if you know if you missed the four o'clock bus, yep. you can't go home. Pre <laughs> Uber, yeah. Nobody. This is like back when like there was no way home. Yeah, I walked home. Okay, and I still had no friends. <laughs> I had no three friends. No excuses. I had three friends. I could have hung out all day. But I was like, look, the mom's tuna melts aren't going to be delivered. I got to go home and get them and gab with my mom. Uh, and then the kids, uh, poor kids, uh, I mean, the unfortunate yeah, kids yeah, had yeah, to yeah. go on the bus right, right, right. to make the bus it home. Kids, yeah. The bus kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, what were we saying? You're, you have a Jubu. Uh, you, oh. oh, and you went to a school and you were in the minority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a private school. And, yeah, I was like, um, I feel like our graduating class was like 108, 110, and I might have been one of eight or one of ten. That's great. You know what I mean? That's so like, like a real, small. That's real small. It was small. And it was like, you know, and I was like, it's not just to be white, because whenever people want to get into their whole like race conversation, I'm like, well, you can't talk race without talking class, right? So what I grew up around especially was like right. rich right. kids. You know, I'm talking Park Avenue, you know, gossip girl type. This was in New York. Yeah, in New York. Okay. So I lived in Harlem. But isn't this cool? This is you this is this is the problem. Like that Valerie is so good at pointing out my biases and stuff. And one of them here, let's just out it right now, is yeah. I go like, but you were the cool kid. You were the black <laughs> girl. You're like, it's exotic. No. Like, don't you want to be special? You're from because where I'm when when you say Harlem, I think of Common's dad being like, I'm from Harlem, everybody knows where that is. And I'm like, fucking cool, I do know where that is. Everyone knows where Harlem is. <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't cool. No. Ugh. Not at all. <laughs> Come on. Like, I didn't – nobody was trying to touch me and kiss me on the mouth until college. And that's because you got to became, – became hippies and were like, oh, my God, this is an experience. You know what oh. I mean? Black but, like, high Wait, school, movie middle is that? school – like, I don't want to be your experience. There's some movie like that. Sounds right. It sounds right on, right? Is it my biopic? You, you, <laughs> did you watch it? Girl. <laughs> because you would be – did you ever get the feeling – I'm sure you did – that you were somebody's, like – Oh, this is exotic for you? Or like, oh, you're oh doing something God. new. Can I tell you about Isn't this? it fun that it's new? And we haven't even talked about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little bit like Get Out where she's like, I haven't told them. Yeah. It's like, okay. Can I tell you about the best, one of the best, and by best, I mean worst moments of my please, life. Please, please. Um, <sighs> sophomore year of college. Mm. There's some, I went to Wesleyan, which is like a very hippie school, and they're always having like, you know, it'd be like a half-naked party and like <laughs> electronic music in a basement. And it was some party... <laughs> At a house, um, and this like really cute blonde boy. He like literally looked like a Ken doll. I thought it was so funny, but he wasn't. I should have been tipped off by the fact that he was like not wearing a shirt and was just kind of like dancing to the music. Dangerous whites, a truly dangerous. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, girl. Funny games whites. Did you see that movie? Funny games. Those yes. are some scary whites. I didn't like those. And we're dancing, and then like we start dancing, and then because it's college, we start kissing as we're dancing. And then he goes, I've never kissed a black girl before. Okay. Now, that's when I should have danced away. That's yeah. when I should have danced away. But again, you know, at 19, I didn't have the – I wasn't self-possessed. How are you I didn't supposed have the to know? Yes. I didn't you're... know what to yes. do. I didn't know what to do. And so I was kind of like, cool. Like, I didn't yeah, What do you that. say? And then – Had you kissed a white boy before? Of course. <laughs> that's who was there. I mean – that was what available to me. That was what was available. You should have been like, I've never blown in Asia. <laughs> We're and all learning. <laughs> We're all learning here in college. And then danced over to an Asian guy. <laughs> that reminds me. <laughs> and then just like leave. I've never high-fived a Latino. They walk <laughs> over to one and high-five and come back. It's a night of firsts. <laughs> Oh, we're writing your pilot. <laughs> this is your pilot. We go. Oh my God, voiceover. It's you explaining everything, right? Who plays little you? 
I don't know. We'll find her. We'll find her. We'll, we'll find, find her. her. All right, keep going. But then he Sorry. goes, so we go back to my room. Wait, it goes well. Well, I'm an idiot. So we go back to my room and and we're, you know, starting to do things. Uh-huh. And then he stops. Like he and he's like, Wait, I can't do this. I I really am gay. I'm up in this piece, Peter. No. I, I didn't I, I, you know what my guess was? What? I'm racist. <laughs> I thought he was gonna come out and be like, I can't, I thought I could, but I'm very racist. <laughs> it was no, it was like Literally, I'm like topless I'm really in my good. own bed. Never more vulnerable. vulnerable. Yes. Never more vulnerable. Okay? Yes. And I was like, okay. That's like. Okay. That's the real life version of sending someone a nudie, texting a nudie. <laughs> I think I'm a using nudie. the terms yeah, yeah, that's, correctly. That's, that's, that's the kids accurate. like texting each other nudies. And I, it's my understanding you should reply quickly. Don't yeah. Uh, yeah, have don't a leisurely lobster lunch Never. and then be like, love that beaver. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get in. So you're there. Yeah, uh, truly. Half naked. Truly. And here's weird, I've never kissed a black girl guy. I'm picturing right. him with a lacrosse stick. And he I says, believe he played lacrosse. I'm really gay. Yeah. So and the really, just, he was like, I'm not making this up. So it's like, I was like, no wonder, it's like so many, like, no wonder you're dancing shirtless like a go-go dancer yeah. at the party. I should have yeah. known. Very call me by your name. He's was, doing the cool ladies move. I know. I was, like, I was like, what are you doing by yourself? And then I was like, I'll talk to him. Why don't you? I'm like, ah, this is you. <laughs> this is you. This is why we're, America will love you. I mean, they do, but I mean I'll, more. I more love, and more. Well, I love an awkward. You're, Oh my god! You know I love an awkward. We go in it. Yes, you love an awkward. Well, Andy Beckerman, your your husband. Or, oh fuck! No, no, call him that. That's I, what I call him that. Yeah, I do. I will tell you why. Tell it's me. not a bait and switch. It's because I hate the word fiance. Because as soon as you say fiance, you either get congratulations, yep. which we've been engaged too long for that shit, or yep. when's the wedding, which yep. I don't have an yeah, answer for. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just say husband, ride or die, bitch. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yes. And just leave it. I love it, and I need it. I also I had a bit about that where I didn't like calling Val my fiance. We were only engaged. Uh, don't hate for six months or something. <laughs> well, that's because you got a program. I got a what? You got a program. A program? You got a program on TV. <laughs> you better get married quick. You got a goddamn program. <laughs> that wedding better have been executive <laughs> produced by Judd Apatow. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, we did have a window. Okay. <laughs> so that helps. Yes. A little yeah, fire under you. You go like, we, this is when we can do it. We've got to find a do it. Although it was very chill, i got to say. Let's stop talking about my dumb <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Andy Beckerman. Oh, I didn't like calling her my fiance. Yeah. My bit was, it sounds too fancy. Uh-huh. It's like, you go, if you didn't know what a fiance was, and I said, do you want to meet my fiance? You'd think I had like a puma or something. <laughs> you'd be like, this is my fiance. And it has a saddle and you can ride it. Right. And then I just bring out the girl that I've been living with for four years. It's like, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was something new. Right. That's just the same person. Yep, same person. Uh, so your husband. Yeah. <laughs> common law, though. I mean, you're getting in there. Right? Eight years. Common Eight law. Years. I feel like you can have half of his G.I. Joe's. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, what, what does Andy have? I can have half of all of his podcast episodes. Uh, what is his podcast? <laughs> Give it a plug. Uh, Beginnings podcast. Beginnings, that's enough. Wonderful. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I should say, I hired Andy as a web writer for the Pete Holmes show, which, you know, he was involved in more than the web. He was was part of that show. So I can tease a little bit. Well, and that's when I met you, and I feel like we might have been engaged back, like, you know, when I first met you. That's why. You were. (laughs) That's why. You were. And Jamie Lee loves you. Jamie Lee. Everybody a real told winner. me how great you were. That's so nice. So, you, so Andy is a uh, not not necessarily a normal guy. 
<laughs> he is. What do you, I, I'm not saying that. No, really. no, I know. I, I don't know. think Andy's weird. I'm saying you talk about how he's an awkward. I well, you and know, I love this, and I've and I think I've loosened him up over time. I think you have too. But he's also. He was a former philosophy professor who decided to go into comedy. So he right. comes at stuff. He's right. very heady. Right. And he's got these references where I'm like, I'm not familiar. Right. You know, so he'll come through with stuff. But he is so sharp and weird and he can like crank out jokes. Super funny. You know, so it's like, so, but it's just so interesting. Obviously, in the beginning of the dating, you know. How did you meet him? At UCB. Where, that's where you meet a funny all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you do it. And we met, we were put on this like lottery team together. And how many relationships? Can you imagine? You know what the best dating app is? UCB. UCB. <laughs> UCB? You want to meet someone that loves comedy? That's Who? a silly Billy? <laughs> and is probably kind of uncomfortable with the whole bar, like, can I buy you a shot of fireball scene? <laughs> UCB? Yeah. Take some classes. Perfect. Wear a low cut dress. <laughs> No, you just will say hello, okay? <laughs> if you approach them first, it's a wrap. You're in. <laughs> you're in. So you're in an improv class with this with this man. It was just a weekend. It was like a lottery a thing weekend. where you literally like we had one rehearsal and then we performed with house team members, and I was really good that night. Okay. And so you know that put me improv on his radar. Either way, exactly. Very that put hard. me on his radar. He was mm-hmm. like, he's like, she's pretty, she's funny, and I. He looks a lot younger than he is. So especially I then, he looks like I him. thought, oh, this is some like college kid whose right. parents are doing right. paying for improv classes. And it wasn't until afterwards we were out at you know one of the many like hangouts you know, all the yeah. improvisers do. And he was like, oh yeah, so like when cop I was- bars, but everyone's <laughs> going, give me a location that would fit this two top. <laughs> Little riff, Just a lot of a fun heightens. Fun heightens. We, we got to keep the keep the podcast in the comedy category, always, because we can't dominate religion and spirituality. We just can't do it. I'm just, I'm just, you'll we, never get those numbers. You'll I never can't dethrone Deepak. You'll never get those numbers. We can't beat the Rapcast. All right, sorry. Keep going. So sorry. We no. And then you went to a hangout. Yeah, and then he was saying he said something like he's like oh yeah when I was teaching and I was like when you were what like kindergarten teacher America yeah and he was like yeah. no like I I, used, I was like an adjunct and I was like. No, I hit the microphone. I loved it. I thought Jesus. <laughs> he well, he said that. And I go. You've lived a life. You have layers. And I was suddenly. I was intrigued. Intrigued. I was intrigued. You have a joke though. You know. Because I, I. Which I, one? You go. What is it? You go. Give me no eye contact. And oh yes. Like well, oh honey, with an awkward. I say awkward. if you're on the spectrum, I'm into you. Yes. Okay. Because the thing about an awkward is you can graft a personality like, onto yes. them. Yeah. You know, when you got that guy <laughs> who's like quiet and looking down, you're like. He's a good listener. He's that into me. And it's is. like, no, bitch, he's counting the tiles on the floor. Oof. And that is it. the truth of it. But he's he's a pot wherein you can pour <laughs> Naomi, your Naomi-ness yeah, yeah. and just be like, yeah. And there's also something – I think that person who isn't as emotional, of course, or isn't as connected to emotion, however it manifests, they're a steadier person. Yeah. Right? Whereas I get rocked. Right. By every little thing. It's like, I didn't get a response to this email. Right, you know? right, right, right. You want that solid you need, person. You need I always think of Maria Bamford saying she uh, – at a time when I – I don't know when this would have been. But she was getting married and I was like, is he a comedian? And she's like, no, steady Eddie. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. I don't know why I thought that was weird because I've only, I've only dated one comedian. But I was just kind of like, oh, that's that's odd. Yeah. But now I totally get it because with Vularoo – Yeah. <laughs> I get, like I I spin out way. I'm 38 now. Okay, things have relaxed yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but especially when I was younger, I definitely wanted somebody that wouldn't freak out as much as me. Yeah, definitely. So I'm with you. Always. Now you have a guy who's counting the tiles. You, Do you think? He's, I guess <laughs> he's it's not, not our business tiles to anymore. say that he's on. No, the he's definitely right not. Now. Definitely not. But you know, for yeah. instance, when we first met, 
I did not know if he was interested in me or not because I would see him and he just his face he would make no like there would be no change of expression you know what I mean yeah. in the beginning he would just be like do like a head vul- nod very like Vulcan. a head nod yeah, yeah. it would be like hey and I was like okay cool what was he thinking was, was he like, thinking be cool yeah be cool yeah he was like be cool and also Move he didn't know what less. I was about because he was like well you're a friendly person so I didn't know if you were being flirty friendly or just friendly friendly right so very confusing to the to the awkward well let me tell you what <laughs> a woman t- like you could be confused <laughs> it's true because I'm also a toucher you know yeah. not a sexual touching but a no, tender no, I- touching <laughs> where you at you know <laughs> I nobody, think I have, I nobody have thought you were running around groping people. <laughs> but I know what you mean. I'm touchy. Val and I were walking up uh, the street the other day, a city street, and there was a couple with a baby, and I just immediately put my hand on that baby. <laughs> and and I didn't even think that was weird. I just go, oh, that states yep. intent. Yep. I am in awe of your baby, and I'm putting it on the back. <laughs> Now near any orifices, not yep, I don't yep. touch the hands. Yep. I'm not touching face on the back. But then uh, we were with a couple people, and and both of them were like that. That was weird. <laughs> and I was like, I just we're touchy, touchy folks. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So you're a touchy folk. Yeah. So I I'm like you know. So I think it can. So be he a doesn't know, tricky. So because you're first. touching him, and he's like. Well, for instance, where I do remember, I file these touches? Well, right, like we went to a show together, and he said he was like he said you held my hand, and I was confused. <laughs> was it your first date? See here, let me tell you. Okay. I do not believe that when you meet at UCB and do improv, going to a UCB show is a date. Agreed. Okay, so this is where we were. We've only agreed. <laughs> you deserve scene. a real wedding. That's and UCB is not. <laughs> what do I work day. for De Beers? <laughs> you deserve a real wedding. No, but you yes, I'm with it. you on wedding. And I'm with you on like proper motherfucking dates. Yeah. Um Ryan Sickler, when I was first dating people, Ryan Sickler hosts the Crab Feast. We're just plugging other parts. I love it. I love it. With Jay Larson. He's one of the best guys. I love him. To, I call him the king. And when I met him, I had all these questions about dating. Mm-hmm. Similar to Andy, it sounds like. <laughs> Where I was like, what do you do? I, like, <laughs> if I pick up a girl, do I go to the door and get her? And he was like, absolutely. And I was like, yeah, but I, I don't know. Doesn't that send a message? He's like, look, man, I can't do them. But he would just be like, if you're not ready to like walk to a girl's door, you're not ready to take her to dinner, man. Like He's like a real like truth-telling, yeah, sharp-shooting. Yeah. And he's like, just because you have some awkwardness doesn't mean you need to disrespect that woman by not walking to her door and ringing the door. What, are you going to honk? Like just kind of like schooling. Yeah. Sometimes, fellas, we need a little help. Yeah. We And I actually think it's gone the other way. We all grew up thinking it was all about roses and walks to the door. And now we're kind of like in a, a more complicated time women empowerment and all that stuff but like isn't there something to be said about like let's go on a proper date like Definitely. when i was asking girls out i would be like very clear i'd go like this is a date right. <laughs> i'm picking you up we're oh, going all to right, dinner all right peter <laughs> all right i'll be there oh i would yell it <laughs> this is a date i will pick you up because i don't like that ambiguous space nobody likes Definitely. it nobody's getting you know, Definitely. In the mood for smooching. <laughs> if you're just like, you want to get dinner after the show? <laughs> Not a date. <laughs> Not a date. So he was like, let's hang out after. Yeah, well, we just like went to a show together. And it was something where. Oh, okay. So we're you weren't sitting. on the show? No, we were uh-huh. just like sitting there watching. But we're there together, and he. I said, I don't know. I don't forget how I touch his hand, but basically he has very cold hands in general, right? He's a poor circulation, delicate uh-huh, salt. Uh-huh. And so I go, oh my God, your hands are so cold. And I put his one hand between my hands and just kind of rubbed it. Yep. And he was like, what is this feeling? <laughs> like He was like, he's like, is this like a flirty thing? Is this... This is like just- the pilot of Seinfeld. <laughs> Where he does, he meets a woman at the airport and she grabs like Oprah hands, like yeah. waving hands above hand. He's like, "What did that mean? 
Are we friends? Are we not friends? <laughs> this is why Andy's funny. This is why awkward people are funny. <laughs> yeah. Because they're wondering, what does that mean from you? Exactly. Me, being a touchy person, I'm like, that means absolutely nothing. Truly. It was just, it was nice. Like, I yeah. like him, right, right, as a human, but I haven't decided, because to me, that's not sexual. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but people like us, uh, we're like UFOs, and we want to establish contact with other UFOs. <laughs> And one of the things that you want to do, friend or romance, is establish some sort of – it's almost like what you would teach someone who is on the spectrum. How to engage with somebody. How to engage. It's like if you like someone, go ahead and touch their arm. Light touch. Light touch. See how it goes. Say the name again. Say their name again. Say their name. Remember it. Personalize that moment. Lars and the Real Girl. Did you see that? No. Well, Lars and the Real Girl, that guy clearly has has some issues or whatever. I don't want to say it. You know what I mean. He's, I he's struggling with yeah. uh, society. The social interaction. And that's one of the tips that he gives the doll, which is clearly <laughs> something that someone gave him. Yeah. Which was say someone's name a lot. Yeah. Nice eye contact. These are the things that people can struggle yeah. with. And again, spectrum, no spectrum. People use spectrum as a catch-all thing. Just awkward folks. Right. There's a lot of people that I grew up with that had to, at some point, completely normal, yeah. be told – Judd Apatow has a bit about this. I never look at people in the eye. I watch their mouth. And he's like, huh. look. He's, his yeah. wife had to be like, look them in the eye. <laughs> Are, and she just went, are you looking me in the mouth? Because she's like you. You know what I mean? I feel like she's more like – and, yeah. people, and yeah. awkward people yeah. benefit from people like you. Right. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> you warmed up his hand like but a the- single piece of bony toast. <laughs> but I – but in, he obviously later he tells me this. He was like, he's like, you held my hand, and I was like, is this a date then? Mm. And she held my hand, and I was like, no, I was like, your hands were cold. And it was I, just you two. It was just us, can and I, we were hanging. Can we rewind? Of course, just a smidge. Who? <laughs> he I, did. I love. It. He asked you. Yeah, he did. You knew what I was. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But how? But okay. How did it happen? I have a guess. May yeah, I guess? Tell it. Tell it. He it was after a class and he just goes, we should go to a show sometime. <laughs> and that was it. It wasn't even a text you could obsess over or a phone – certainly not a phone call. Oh, God, no. <laughs> He's making a phone call. So it's like now – I, I remember obviously as a teenager. The last phone call he made was to uh, report a star he thought he discovered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making fun of a friend. <laughs> I haven't actually seen him. You let me know <laughs> if I cross the line with your husband. Oh, you know I'll come for you. Okay? <laughs> Get out is nominated, okay? So I will come for your ass, Peter Hong. I'm a friendly white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a safe space. So how did it happen for real? Well, that particular show, I know that what he did was so funny because he goes, at one point I lost my phone. And so I posted on Facebook, lost my phone. If you have my number, send me yours because you know, I'm getting a new phone. I want to put everything in. Right. And then he messages me and he's like you don't have my number but here it is we should hang out sometime and i thought wait this is this is what who is he the riddler (laughs) that is like a scheme (laughs) you were like hey if you have my number text me and he's like well i don't but i know you're accepting random (laughs) texts right now well it was a no it was a mess it was a facebook message because i didn't put my number on facebook oh i see so he so it was ideas that you text me with your number and be like hey it's me is there anything more off-putting than when you see someone's phone number in their facebook profile like what kind of life are you living thank you thank you (laughs) anyone can look you up insanity you're just taking calls i'm just like imagining for some reason that you live in a bus station (laughs) the idea that anyone can reach you is like cleveland bus depot Yes. The payphone rings. I don't okay. want anyone to have my number. Never. Just because I, then I have to call you yeah. and you have to call me. Yeah. Let's just see each other when we see each other. Let fate take the wheel. Thank you. <laughs> what is that movie, John Cusack? It doesn't matter. Nah, High Fidelity Serendipity. 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 Of course Kate it's Beckinsale. Serendipity. Yes, it says if I we're familiar. meant to meet, yep. you'll mm-hmm. see the book or whatever it was. Yep. Yep. 
Um, <sighs> but then I remember thinking for a second, well, because here's the thing, and I always say, I never really, I was surprised, I didn't expect him to be into me, because he's Why? shorter than me. Uh-huh. And he's oh, like, because oh, you're a tall, yeah. a tall person. Like, and I'm, you know, you're always conditioned to feel like, well, one, it's like, you got to date a tall guy. Right. You're a tall guy, so you don't know. You just be walking around here just, Yeah, I think hey, everyone's hey, into hey, me. Hey. Yeah, you're no, like, lady. <laughs> no, I, it's a thing to this day with Val, I, I'll point, I'll notice the lingering look of a long lady. <laughs> There's a She's certain type of on yeah. <laughs> They might be mad at Val, actually. Yeah. Uh, where they're just like, come on. What a waste of tall. Yeah, That's how what I a waste too. of tall. Well, I have friend- can you imagine all this? All the, that would be so many legs. So many trees. <laughs> I love two trees together. Intertwined. Well, you're thinking this small philosophy man no, doesn't want to be with this touchy, bread-warming woman. Yeah. And also because... Obviously, our personality, I was so much, a lot. I'm a lot. Have you general. calmed down? No. Because I don't think you're too much. Well, that's very nice, but you're also a lot. That's right. So I think it's like you do a lot. Yeah, baby. That was a high five. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone listening knew. But two people who are a lot just high fived. And a, a whole universe was birthed when we high fived. Uh, okay, yeah, because I wouldn't be able to diagnose another person who's too much because I myself am too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But you're saying, hey, maybe I'm not this person's speed. He seems a little more like a cup of tea in a book person. Yeah, or just like not a cup of tea in a book, but he's more like some British comedies I've never heard of. Right. And, he's obsessed you know, with, uh, I don't know the this. British things. What's the British one where people are inside their heads, like you hear their inner monologue? It doesn't matter. Know. It's called like Peephole or something. Oh, Peep Show? Peep Show? I know. Yep, he watched Peep Show. He got, I've, I've learned about Mighty Boosh. I've learned about who Matt Berry is. I didn't know yeah. about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm like learning all, all this stuff that I never that is That is a specific human. If yeah. we were writing a script, which we are called whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's called Night of Firsts. When you explain who your boyfriend character is. You have to you have to explain that he's obsessed with British comedy. That's I'm sure you already know this because yeah. you say it in your act probably. That is such a thing. That's yeah. such a person. Yeah, it's yeah. like not just the knights who say knee. He's like I just <laughs> there's something about it. It does it for me. So here he is, not a book and a tea. He loves British comedy. Yeah, and so I just was I didn't assume that. So we were interacting, and I have a tendency to treat both genders the same. That's where girl kind of comes from. Like I'll call a guy or a girl, girl, girl and then when you hear like, and it's interesting because you can tell if somebody's lame. If they, if a guy, if you call a guy girl, and he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, okay, so you're lying. Bye. Yeah. Like, it's a very I'm, quick I'm litmus test. cannonballing into the Grand Canyon <laughs> if that happens. Oh. But, Can we also take it a step further? If you're a guy and you walk by a group of guys and you go, ladies, <laughs> uh, go ahead and jump in a Vitamix. Like, we don't need you. That's over. The idea of, like, wouldn't it be weird if I call right. these guys women? I'm not even trying to win points with you because you're a woman. I'm just saying it's not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep going. So, um, what was I Where even are saying? we? We're just I talking about know. how, just like, I didn't know. I didn't how think he asked any... you. You put on Facebook. I just wasn't sure. I didn't, didn't think it was anything. you didn't think it like you because you're a lot. I didn't think it was any date. I didn't think it was anything. How? And, oh, you said you were hoeing it up. <laughs> you were hoeing it up. When I say hoeing it up, yes. I mean not having the standards I should have had as a strong black woman. Okay. Okay. Letting any old Tom, Dick, or Harry in. I see. What is it? Where was that coming from? Because that was coming were, from. Were you like I'm adventurous and I'm free, or were you kind of like, were you looking for Mr. Right? I hate saying. I that. know. Well, no, it was funny because I was like, I was always into like uh, one night stands for the postcoital cuddle. You know, That's so funny. And I'm like, not. Can so I, I, like, I? As a divorced person, I was one of those people too. The sex was part of it for sure, mm-hmm. but the hang, the intimate hang, yes, 
the naked sort of like I liked that someone was using the shower. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all of it. Yeah. I never I just didn't I've never really related hard with like the the John Ham bridesmaids model of like you got to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was always about the coddle as well. I was yeah. like, this is great. It's a fun part. It's also stems from codependence. Like, I didn't <laughs> want to sleep alone. I yeah. was like, there's a person here. Yeah, Keep yeah. Going. Just relating. But no, totally. I got it, sister. So you were hoeing it up, but you also loved the cuddle. Right. And I, I mean, whole... I, I, was, I wanted a relationship, but I think by the time I had met Andy, I was at this point where I was done. Because here's, you know, we're talking about like dates or not dates and being it official. Mm-hmm. I found that whenever I was like, oh, this person might like me. I would immediately try to be like, how do I become the person they think I am? How do I become the person I'm supposed to be? That's how do I make so myself girlfriendable? That's so relatable. Because I never felt, and I think, you know, again, because I didn't get this sense of being attractive or meeting guys until college. Can I just say, Tell us let's talk about microaggressions. There's yeah. actually, let's get crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying this needs to be put in the law book, but it's almost a microaggression to tell someone something you like about them. <laughs> I know. Explain. Explain. I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> It's, it's basically it's a, it's a it's, it's get Andy on the on the line. It's a Kierkegaard thing to label something mm. is to limit it. Uh-huh. So if I say, "Oh, Naomi, you're such a," I'm going to use what you said. You're such a good listener. I'm kind of saying in a passive way, I like how quiet you are. Please <laughs> remain quiet. You know what I mean? You're there are these cues. Ideally, in a perfect world, you compliment somebody on something that they truly are. Yeah. But there is a way, and I'm not saying I do that. I'm saying I've had it done to me. Yeah. I feel like it's done to me. I because I dated a girl where all her friends thought I was really quiet. That was because I accepted kind of like neuro feedback from this <laughs> woman, where I was like, "Oh, she wants me to be like this." Like she's like, yeah. "I love how you." Drive aggressive or something, <laughs> and I'd be like, "I better, I better speed it up on the highway." You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like a sneaky way to compliment people. Yeah. It's like, I love how you're never mad when I. It's hypnosis. <laughs> yeah. It's get out. I yeah. love how you're never mad when I'm late. <laughs> but I am like, mad. Uh, I just didn't say anything. Well, yeah. also, it gives, it gives you that sense, at least to me. You realize you're being assessed. You're being assessed. It's like when I wrote down, oh. And I said, okay, he took it in. He took it in and we're going to circle back. But you're naming something. Yes. And and that does limit it. That's why, like, all jokes aside, if I go, when he goes, I've never kissed a black woman before, you're going, shit. Now I guess I'm other. I'm this thing. I'm the black woman now. Exactly. And I've got to give him the kiss of his life. Right. (laughs) And it's all, like, on the record. And then, like, are you, you're on the record as my shirtless white guy. It's just. It's just uh, – it's the opposite of freedom and, like, spaciousness. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not just, like, let's be. It's, like, let's talk about what we are. Right. I'm right. from Rochester. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Uh, I think you get what I'm saying. So yeah, yeah. We're, we're somewhere in a story, too. Well, this idea that um, when I met him, I was just at this point where I was, like, I'm done, like, making a special for dudes. You know, be, like, there's a love possibility. I better put it on. You know, I was like, fuck it. This is it. This is the pilot. This is it. This This is my time. The midpoint of your pilot. (laughs) We open with the montage. Where I take off the Spanx and say, fuck it. What a scene. That's the moment. Spanx off. Off. Hitting the wall. Fuck it. True freedom. But how many times have we kind of heard that story of like, uh, it's like a Seinfeld plot almost where George is like, I'm going to just say the opposite of what I think. Because we're always trying to be who we think people want us to be. Yeah. But then ultimately it becomes very attractive. Kind of going back to what we were saying about when someone's like, these are my boundaries. Right. It becomes right. more attractive. Right. Right. So you did have that moment. You were like, I'm done. Playing. I was like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. And it was so, it was one of those things where, you know, 
so we had hung out. We were friends. Andy and I, we probably G-chatted for like six months. Wow. Before we actually kissed or something like that. We were legit friends. I would sit at my job, which I hated. Yeah. He was like back and forth between jobs, various temp jobs. You know, he'd just yeah. be like at the computer. So we'd both be like, what are you doing? I'm bored. I don't care. Like, you know, and so right. of course, you're sitting there bored. You just start to talk about nothing, anything, yeah. everything. Can I also say? Always. Reading a book. You're so fun. I'm reading this book about how office environments are very sexual because they're designed by humans yeah. to minimize stimulation. Apart, this is uh, in the book. Apart from a house plant, yeah, there's nothing living. I've had a joke. It reminded me of my own joke. You wear suits because it's harder to get naked. You can't wear sweatpants, <laughs> no undies. Yeah, that's one swoosh, and we're in. You know what I mean? Or out, whichever it is. And then, uh, so you're trying to make it this very sterile thing. So sexual tension mm-hmm. in the office. Yeah. And I've experienced this. In, in, in the few times that I've kind of been in an office, there's this like gray carpeting and <laughs> and the lighting is oh, always the same. The yeah. temperature is always the same. It's literally trying to make you forget that you have a body. Because yeah. you know your body, you only really notice your body if it's cold or if it's hot or if right. it's this or that or being <laughs> pinched or touched or warmed by two other hands. <laughs> so I get it. You are here. You're a living, vivacious too much with love, woman. <laughs> yeah, at a fucking desk. Yeah, <laughs> ring the injustice gong. This fucking sucks. Yes, and I feel for all all our brothers and sisters listening now that are at jobs like you're that. At jobs you're not like alone. You're not. And, you're not. And who knows what's what's coming down the pipe for you? I hope it's something that's a, that's more life giving. More life giving. I hope that when you get up at five oh five or six oh five, depending on your mm-hmm. hours. <laughs> you are finding a way to replenish your soul. Yeah, that's you it. You got to replenish the soul. That's the goal. And maybe, maybe, maybe these laughs. Well, you know, a, hopefully, a couple laughs. Well, I think one of my old coworkers listens to this in that because I because I know when uh, Andy went to work for you, he suddenly thought Andy was like the coolest person in the world, huh. and so he must have listened to the podcast. Oh, that's that. fun. But he, but because I worked in an art magazine. You, I was you an editor an at American Artist Magazine. I was uh, the personal editor of Watercolor, um, the leading that, quarterly publication for water media techniques. Is this <laughs> is this true? This was a real job. I could that. Oh, I believe you. Heads. Who would make my that picture up? being like fun with gouache? Oh, <laughs> I would like be like, like I yes. got acrylic this one. Runny paint on <laughs> thick, thick paper. <laughs> So that was you, and it, uh, now I'm picturing a more colorful office, I hope. But it was still stiff. Yeah. So yeah, we had kind of bright walls, but you still stayed at your desk. It was like Freddie Mercury, but he's like, hello. It- <laughs> like He's wearing a jumpsuit with rhinestones, but he's like, right. oh, I need to talk to you about uh, <laughs> I can't even do fake office. <laughs> but it's very, no, it's like, it's like, are you sure there isn't a serial comma here? I'm like, oh, I, wow. sure, put it there. I don't know, hyphen. Ugh. Whatever we need in this. But it was that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. And also, I didn't know about RP. Oh. So I would, how did you get the job? Well, that's how old well, I Well, hello, sister. But, uh, you know, I started, obviously, as an assistant. And then, you know, they moved me up. The thing was, it was a lot of interviewing artists. So I could talk. do that, yeah. right? Like, I could get you to tell me what your process was right, and then right, basically right. transcribe it. There's a certain <laughs> type of person that can fake a lot of different things. Yeah. We're called sociopaths. Shapeshifters. <laughs> Shapeshifters. <laughs> It's truly what it is. I'm convinced I could give like a professional massage. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, you see that tension right there? You know what I mean? Like just act like you yeah. know. I think I could give a TED talk on economics. That's how Don't know much about economics, That's but hilarious. if I like look wiki economics, <laughs> yeah. I would like get the base and then make it fun right. with stories. It's a certain type know? of brain that would rather 
debate why a donut is actually healthier than a bagel with no background. <laughs> and you'll be like, I'm fine with this. Yeah. As opposed to like chatting to your own mother. <laughs> <laughs> I love when somebody's like really passionate about nonsense or that's kind of, uh, yeah, it's argumentative where you're just be like, take me on your journey. Yeah. Take me, take me. If it's a strong enough, if you're like a strong personality on stage, right. I don't want like, I like when people have energy on stage in. and are like happy to be there. Right. And are, you know, do not give me your monotone nonsense. Okay. Yeah, who needs if, it? if you are not here for the yeah. stage, yeah. go write a tweet. You. Give me your best. Go write a tweet. Right? Like, I'd read Do you it. know there are other ways to do this shit? <laughs> Go write a tweet. That is such a great heckle, by the way. <laughs> Go write a tweet. I hate when people, like, don't adapt, don't don't fill the room. Yes. Even if it is with the monotone sort. Like, Steve yeah. and I would fill the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, bring it in right. the way that you can bring it. Completely exactly. agree. It also goes back, like, you like people... The dig in and get passionate and play. It's like calling a guy girl, and if you stop there, it's like okay, I know play. everything I know. Yeah, I know everything. You're I no need fun. To know. You're no fun. You're no fun. No fun. And like you gotta play. Play it. You up. gotta play. It's been interesting, you know, since moving to LA and kind of doing shows where you know I love you know uh, needling whites. Needling whites. And I find that a lot of Weathering the, Heights. Needling, <laughs> needling whites. <laughs> That's the pilot. Ah! That's the pilot. Um, I. I find sometimes the audiences, their butts are a little tighter. They're not as used to being kind of called out or going on the journey. With of like, white. Yeah, white Neither people. Way, but yeah. I'm like, okay, can we talk about how you have people crazy? Yeah. Um, in New York, I think it's more – people are more accustomed to it. Maybe because totally. New York – you know how – like just the, the style of New York is like we're all under siege kind of regardless. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> There's a constant barrage of living here. Yeah. It's like meteors coming at you. And right. Sometimes it's homeless vomit and sometimes <laughs> it's a drunk – pack of gaggle of women or whatever it is, <laughs> right. that you're stuck behind. Yeah. Lots of things are happening. It's a shared experience. What sucks and what breaks my heart about that is like my father is sort of that way, but nothing makes him laugh harder than if you get into that pocket where you're calling him on his shit. He'll okay. weep with laughter, but they might be resistant to it at first. Yeah. And it's like, what cues are you looking for? Yeah. Like, what do I have to say to so you understand you. that I'm just joking. Right. Like we're that I'm actually around. loving you. Exactly. So it's really it's been so tricky and it's just funny because it's even you know, black church, the stereotype of black church, like feedback. You know right. what I mean? Like people checking in, <laughs> like helping the performer build a momentum to get mm-hmm. to a place. To get to a place. Yes, sir. That's right. I'm listening. I'm Preach here. on it. Exactly. You know, you're like, okay, I should keep going. Well, white I'm church is like, no, this could be great or terrible. He's you don't got know. a point, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a needling white, I love this. <laughs> Sorry, you got, I'm excited. No, but I'm about like trying to figure out. I'm like trying to figure out what to do. It's funny, you know. I was just at Sketchfest in San Francisco, and they, I think, are a little into being needled. You know, like that was kind of fun. I it's felt it. San Fran can go either. It can go either way. way. Yeah. It can go either way. I think it's an age thing. You know, obviously, younger people. Yeah. I did two half hours of the punchline, and it was like, oh. You guys are fun. You're here on a journey. But also, I I was on a show. It was me and Marcella Arguello, another comic. And I said, honey, if you're here for Naomi Perrigan and Marcella Arguello, you better be loose. Yeah. I was like, if you are delicate, take a walk around the block. By the way, what you just said is all my dad would need to soften. (laughs) You know what I mean? He'd just be like, okay, I guess we're off. But (laughs) they need some sort of like you. Somebody was just telling me, Val was telling me, that when an airline gets on the thing and says – we know you have a choice of airlines and we appreciate you choosing Delta. They're actually saying that for legal reasons because they're reminding you of the culpability that you have <laughs> in choosing Delta. 
So if something goes wrong, like a de- let's just say a delay, it's your fault. They're like, you chose Delta. You chose Delta. Like, thank you for choosing Delta, but also it's like how there's a contract on the back of movie tickets that basically, if you read it, it's like uh, well, anything could happen, <laughs> <laughs> and it's your fault. <laughs> Enjoy fucking Ladybird. <laughs> oh, so okay, so uh, we're all over because I keep culpability, culpability. But we're, we were also talking about Andy, and you're talking about Sketchfest. Yeah, about- and just like do like. You know, getting to do shows where, especially, you know, a 30 minutes longer set where you get to kind of really take them on that journey and be yeah. like, okay, we're doing this. Like, you know, the first joke, you know, I'm kind of, like literally I'm like, okay, I got to get you on the first joke because we have a long ride ahead of us. Totally. Right? If we only got eight minutes, maybe I'm just going to say stuff I like and just fuck it. Right. But if I got to be up here a long time, I got to grab you. That's it. That's yeah. like, that's, that's like, uh, I remember... There really is a different set of rules when you start headlining or, or whatever it is, you're co-headlining. You're doing a thing and uh, you have to keep them more accountable yeah. because it's just not going to work. Like, yeah. if, if, like Dane Cook's first record – I know people kind of sometimes tease Dane, but I, I think his first record – I think a lot of his stuff is great. And his first record especially, he has this thing where he tells his first joke. Mm-hmm. It's his album recording. It doesn't work. It does okay. Yeah. And he goes kind of like what I'm hearing you do. Is um yeah you got to give you got to give that one more that one's funnier, <laughs> and he tells it again. <laughs> and when I heard that, I was like, "That's what a headliner is." Yeah, a headliner, like an open micer is kind of going, "Is this funny?" And a headliner goes, "Like, no, this is funny." And I'm not saying that to be a bully. Right. I'm saying that because the sooner you give me the reins, the faster we'll be right. laughing really hard together. It's in everybody's benefit. It's right. In everyone's best interest. To yield to me. I know it's weird. Yeah. But come with me and that's what you're doing. You're, you're saying, I'm going to be up here for 30 minutes. How long for you into doing stand-up were you doing shows where the audience was there for you specifically? That's a great question. Hmm. Well, let's see. I was doing it for three years in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Then I went to New York and I would say uh, the 2010 I moved here. I, I'm going to say it was probably 10 – Years? Ten years. Yeah, around Before they were, like, here for you. And that would be a small – talk about the punchline. Yeah. Smaller club. I could sell that out for two shows to do an album. So that was was about about the ten-year mark. mark. Because I think, you know, getting to that point where I'm at at this middle ground where, you know, some people have heard me. If you're kind of into stuff, I was on this – another podcast, Two Dope Queens, which, you know, so friggin' popular. Right. But it's so... Well, that'll blow you up, yeah. People come... People... I I have some people like, I heard you on Two Dope Queens, and I'm like, really? You know, I'm like always surprised by that. Um, I know. I didn't know how huge that show was. I I was like, oh, wow. And so, so I would say, you know, I'm getting these shows where there's a good, you know, cluster, maybe... 30% 30% of the audience, right? Where they're like, okay, that, I know. good numbers. But then the rest of it, and so learning to kind of, okay, I've got this side that like, they're going to go with me because they already kind of like me. Mm-hmm. Now i got to introduce the rest of you to me, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to learn, you know, what is the quickest, most economical way to let you know what you're about to get mm-hmm. so that we can keep doing this. Because if I walk you early, you know, because I have people that get up, I go, bless, bye, because... If you ain't here for yes. it, I can't change your mind. Yo, you know what I'm saying? How can anybody not like what you, I don't understand. But you know, you know how some people, like, you know, some people where, I mean, again, some white people You're don't not, wanna, like, filthy, though. You're no, not political or I, think I don't I can know be, what would. A, very, I can be racial, and I think especially in these, in this, these times. Can you give me so an, per, what's, a, what's an example of something that people <sighs> would say blessed? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and by the way. 
as you're talking, forgive me, I was kind of doing the numbers. It might have been longer. Longer than 10 years. Yeah, because yeah. 10 years is when I got my first writing job. Okay. And then I did my first Conan around that time. Uh-huh. And even then, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was a draw. That's yeah. when I started co-headlining and stuff. Yeah. So I met Val five years ago, mm-hmm. and I was co-headlining. Okay. So that... That'll tell you. So that that was <laughs> that was more than ten years is my answer. Okay, okay, more than ten. Over well, ten. Like I think because now you know everyone is everything is so political and polarizing and um, it's just so intense. No one's allowed to have a middle ground opinion. So I think people already feel kind of like, don't you attack me mm. and my values? So you're making fun of white people. Kind of like at first I have this <laughs> so open based on that voice. It sounds most, like you're making fun. <laughs> Um, well, I do a couple things. Like, I have one thing where I'm like, you know, I talk about how I'm like, ever since eleven nine, um, I've been triggered. Okay, I'm triggered. Uh, I find lacrosse sticks put me on edge um, <laughs> when I see a certain white hipster on the street. You know, I see a white guy with like a sleeve tattoo and a trucker cap and a beard. <laughs> you know, it's like I have this moment where I'm like, are you a white supremacist or do you brine your own pickles? <laughs> and, That's great. What's, but sometimes it's like if they don't, if they're like, oh, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear a black person talk about race stuff right now, because I do think people are a little weary i mean shit i'm weary half the time you go i was just getting a hang of twitter when it became a political thing (laughs) i had just learned to write a 140 character joke and now i gotta just retweet petitions we were (laughs) (laughs) i just got it man you're so right when twitter started (laughs) we were looking at old 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 tweets of ours uh, me and Jamie were, and they used to just be like, "I just had breakfast." <laughs> like if it was kind of funny, yeah. it was a plus. It was yeah. a big win. And now you're right. If you tweet something, you have to kind of because all I tweet are jokes, and you, I have to check the climate. Yeah. Is it okay to make this joke, or, yeah. or is it going to be a story? Pete Holmes tweets about ice packs in the middle of <laughs> Trump Gate. <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm, like, I'm sorry. I, I thought the sillies was good all the time. I know. He's like, you don't want to seem tone deaf. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, like I didn't go to a woman's march this weekend because I was a sketch fest. But then I was like, should I? Po-? I was like, I was like, Andy, should I post something about solidarity? I don't want people to think I don't care. Right. But I do think marching is a white woman's job at this point. <laughs> I don't know. What do I do? Like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, don't post it just because you think you have to. But post it if that's what you feel. I'm like, you're right. You're right. You know I've been LOLing at people posting because I, I, I couldn't go either. Val and I couldn't go. We went last year and then I would see people posting posts from last year. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you can just do that. <laughs> You're allowed to just put like somewhere <laughs> like other cities. It's yeah. like, that's, that's, that's not even LA. That's another year. I don't understand. Could I post like me just like walking to the store yes, and just be like, I am marching it seems like for ice cream. It's like as a black woman in America, every walk I go on is a march. Like I'm glad Girl, you came. I got on, on sketches with a hole in them, Peter. Okay. Because they are best for walking. So every walk is a march, sister. <laughs> I've missed my calling. I should, I should just write for you. I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> we were again a lot of fires. I want to talk about stand up. Well, let's let's give Andy a rest. Yeah, you're so funny. Thank you. How did that happen? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean like. Uh, by the way, yeah. There's a scene in Crashing where I say that to Jamie, Jamie Lee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people read into it. Now everybody's been very nice. Yeah. But people read into that that mm-hmm. I was saying 
you're a girl, how are you uh, funny? Which is not what I was saying. Yeah. I was yeah. saying you're a beautiful girl, so why are you funny? Like you should yeah. have taken like an easier path. Right. You know, and it's like you don't have a yeah, so you th- got positive reinforcement exactly. early enough to not need to do this. Exactly. But no part of it was like, You're you're a lady, why are you funny? Other people were saying that, but one of the things we were going for was that in their relationship they don't really have that dynamic of like, gee, you're a lady. <laughs> we're trying to flip it. She's right. better, she's more successful, whatever. Yeah. You're the yeah. delicate one. So I am not saying that to you no. as a woman. I'm saying no, that yeah. to you. As a human. You went uh, to a school in Harlem. Or, no, you're from Harlem. When did stand-up start? When did when did comedy start? So comedy started in college. Um, I did improv in college. Uh-huh. But we would do... You have to audition for that? Yes, I did. And that was kind of my first time. It was like literally freshman year. And of course, you know, everyone's like, you're funny. You should try this. And I was like, sure. Yeah. I yeah. should try it. Right. And the first year, actually, I did not make it, but I got a call back, which mm-hmm. was good. And I remember distinctly, I was doing a scene. We had, you know, had to leave, and they were switching out people. But they closed the door, and I heard them all like saying the lines I said again ah. and laughing. And it was, I was like, oh, That's like I'm crazy. sticking. They like me. And Do then you remember the line? I don't. Yeah. I don't at all. But then at the end of the year, like I saw one of the guys from the troupe, and he was like, are you going to audition next year? And I was like, I don't know. Should I? And he goes, yes, you should. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know. And so... Then you kissed him and he went, I've never <laughs> kissed a black girl before. And you're like, oh, come on! Yes, and... <laughs> as long as you're not a homosexual in the middle of our lovemaking. In the middle of our lovemaking. <laughs> Are you a homosexual in the middle of our lovemaking? That's a pre-lovemaking discussion. Trust me, truly. Yeah. Truly. Before the bra hits the floor. <laughs> Go ahead and throw out an I'm gay. Do me a favor. I'd do it for you. <laughs> Truly, right? Yeah. You don't want a dick coming out and then go, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. You're going to feel judged. So judged. Yes, so stressful. Yes. Beat it. Um, so <clears throat> I- You said, should I audition? You said yes. yes. So then so then I took um, some, an improv class over the summer. And oh, I was like, oh, ready. I like that. Yeah, I was like, let me see. Because I'd never done it before. I'd never known it. You know, I'm not a comedian who like grew up as a comedy nerd. You know what yeah. I mean? I knew stand-up, something. I knew like Chris Rock. You know right, what I mean? Right, And I knew him because my mom liked him. So like I would watch um, him with her. Yeah. And my mom, I can make her laugh sometimes, but she's kind of a tough nut. So I would watch her watch like a Chris Rock or somebody and she'd be dying. And I was like, wow, how did that person make her do that? I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. My dad simultaneously as a jovial and hammy guy but can also be mysterious like how do you make mm-hmm. this person laugh and he'd go and see George Carlin or something and I was just like what? You did? Right. And you loved it? <laughs> like I don't understand. Yeah. There's someone who can crack my dad? Yeah. And that sounded like for your mom. Exactly. So I was like oh I have to learn these? these dark arts. I know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like what is this? And so but again, so then when I got that sophomore year, started doing um, improv, but we would do the Armando where you would get a word, someone would do a monologue, and you would do scenes off the monologue. Love I it. love the monologue best. You know? I was like, I'll take that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. That's how it started. I love how comedy finds people. Yeah. It goes, okay, you, you're probably best at that. So you don't do improv anymore? No, no. I mean, again, when I met Andy, that was the tail end of it because – at the time, I wasn't working. Like I was doing improv as like a thing to do and to meet people. But yeah. you know, improv it takes too much to get off the ground. You know, you oh, need sure. 
to rent a practice space. You need the coach. You need to find five to seven other bitches who are going to show up at the same time every week. And your group <laughs> is only as committed as the least committed. And it's only as funny as the least funny. Yeah. I mean, that's only Well, and that's what I time. hated, though. I think I remember being like, I don't know if I'll ever be a great improviser because I don't know how to work with somebody. Who stinks. Who stinks. Yeah. And a great improviser can make a scene happen and like when somebody was like not giving it or if I didn't like the direction they were going in yeah. I was like no <laughs> like, you that's know stand up and I was like okay this you is were not a born stand up yeah cuz you're just like you're blowing this yeah yeah there were I I would it's funny at the time I would pride myself at being able to do improv with anybody but that's just because I think I would steamroll them mm. so I would do some scene with like the weakest person in the class and what I would do is <laughs> I would I wouldn't even like be vague at all. I would just be like, "Doctor, thank God you're here. My God, look at your beard." <laughs> like I'd just give them so much information yeah. and have them talk as little as possible because <laughs> every time they talk they'd ruin it. They'd be like, "I want to have sex with dogs." And you're like, "All right, we're going to pretend you didn't say that." That's so funny. It's like, "Doctor, you're drunk." And yeah. then you just yes. discount Oh, that was a thing. Was the best I way. would do like, "You're crazy." Oh, it's crazy Uncle Eddie. This is this is the control freakness of the stand-up so yeah. you would but you were able to get a word and talk about it yeah because i i just wanted to ask at and and the, sometimes the bigger actors never do it they mm. don't do the they just tell a story that they wanted to tell right but when someone can when you can say tennis yeah and you go okay tennis yeah it's a preppy sport i went to a summer camp where they didn't have tennis exactly. i remember thinking there was going to be tennis and then you, <laughs> you go on about it yeah. for five minutes it's so, that's a real skill but it's an openness and a freedom that you have. And I will say I think improv did help me with the stand-up, right? Getting looser and being able to kind of go, sure. let it go, right? <clears throat> but lately that's what I've been doing because I'm like, I need new material. And so if, I'm, if I have a long enough set, if I'm in a warm room, I'll be like, give me a word, anybody. Yeah. And I'll tr- just do like two minutes or it's something great. to try to see what I can find. Because sometimes great. doing that and then with people looking at you, it's a pressure cooker that it's like, oh, I got a joke out of that. Right. You know, well, oh, that, I found a bit. You know what that's called? Tell it. Talent. Uh, I love that you said tell it because it sounds like talent. <laughs> I thought you guessed. No. Yes, because you know it's funny, like you you have a good and it's not like I'm the master of noting people, but you have you have host talent, like TV host talent, like uh talk show talent, all that sort of stuff. Meaning there's some people that can look at a teleprompter that says, Hello, welcome to the Naomi show. And it's boring and it seems like they're reading. And there's some people that can take that and kind of flow with it mm-hmm. and make it their own. So I could, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I just um, read tea leaves. I, <laughs> the, the rest of the chat, I just read tea leaves. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's, that's a special thing when someone can say one word and then you can roll with it. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the only type of talent, but that tends to be the type of talent that lends itself to things like uh, talk shows, like host shows, whatever, hosting your own show, that sort of stuff. I, you know, I, you know, I moved to LA in June. We moved to LA in June, and I've become a truly thirsty monster. Um, <laughs> and I don't know what to do. So it's like you tell me this, and I'm like, okay, are you listening, producers? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You get it out there, monster. Get I it out. I want to be on camera. You know what I mean? I want to be acting. I mean, Peter. I mean, we have to, we have to tell the we have to tell the listeners. You know. Um, I am a black woman with relaxed hair. I'm doing a a, a bang. It's kind yes. of a bob. In my heart, I feel I'm a lady detective. All right, um, I've got a broad shoulder, perfect for a blazer. You would be a great you know, lady detective. Thank you. So I would. I thank see you it. very it's much. Tan. Thank you. There's Always. The 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 shield they call it the shield <laughs> is hanging around your neck like I mean, a necklace. You know, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. 
know what I mean? That's my character. That's yes. where I'm coming from. I am giving yes. you some Paget Brewster action yes. with a touch of Esapatha Murkerson. Yes. You know and who you would have been in Get Out? Tell it. Uh, the I know. Lil Rel goes to the agent. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's the dream. That That's the dream. You. I'm, you over I'm over it. I'm over it. You know? <laughs> like all I want. All I want is to do something where I'm like, I am weary. And I am weary over it. And you have to listen to this crazy guy's story. Yeah. yeah. And that's that you would have been great at that. It's like, ugh, side eye, girl, you yeah. crazy. You know, yes. it's a lot of that. Um, it's like all I want, but it's so. But what, do you, what does it feel like to be a thirsty monster? Unpleasant? So unpleasant. So tiring. I can't drink. So anxious. Okay. Well, you have, okay, I'll tell you guys. Peter has a coffee in the tiniest little cup with the it's longest fucking cup. straw. I know. So the ratios are off. <laughs> it's really strong, so I'm trying to take these micro sips. Oh, because it's potent. I was wondering. I stopped drinking booze. I, I have this joke, and I kind of always feel like a, a fraud <laughs> when I drink coffee, because I have a joke where I say I don't drink coffee. I run on anxiety. Yeah. Which a lot of people relate to. I yeah. feel like that was an underserved community. <laughs> and now I now that I don't drink booze, uh, I, I drink coffee, uh, and I love it. <laughs> it turns out I wanted a liquid to look forward to. That's all, <laughs> okay. I, want, that's all I wanted. <laughs> But I do want the listeners to know that I still feel the non-coffee people. Yeah. But I'm taking micro sips. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't need a lot because I'm already – Hello. Too much. Good name <laughs> for your show. Too much. So you're a hungry monster and it's unpleasant. Yeah. I don't like being so desperate because – you. Know, and I think it's why I put off moving to LA for a long time. It can be. It can activate those feelings. It activates those feelings. You know, I've, of course, in New York, I reached this point where I didn't have to like do anything for stage time. It was coming. I could get up and do that. Yeah. And I knew that to be in LA was – to only do this stuff. What stuff? The business. Like to be trying to have a show, to be trying to act. Right, if you're right. not in LA, you know, none of us is going to fall back on a teaching job here. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like you're, you're here, here, to here to for do one show, reason show and one only. reason only. Right, right. And everyone I know here is here for one reason and one reason only. Right. And so there's not much of a break from it. Right. You know? Yeah. You're always, it's always going to say, what are you working on? What, you know, what are you trying to make happen? What's going, it just, and so it's around this, like this energy of just like, what you doing? 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 And it's like, it, it's, it's making me, that's my coffee. You know, I'm waking, I'm fucking jolting up in the middle of the night being like, has it happened? Yeah. Has it happened? That's so funny. It's too upsetting. I would have laughed, but it was too upsetting. It was too upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to know that the delivery and the performance was perfect. <laughs> Thank you so but much. But I was also thinking of like what to say to you because I remember when I first came to LA feeling exactly the same way and everything was about me and everything was about like what was coming to me and I still – Girl. <laughs> Preach. I still remember having lunch with my friends and they were talking about a movie they were writing and there was a goofy white cop in the movie. Yeah. And I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And they mentioned another friend of mine who they wanted to get to play it. Who ended, I think I don't know if it happened. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's not yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were all so great. Yeah. That to me was L.A. Yeah. It's like not only are you guys my friends making this movie, but you're talking about a part that I would be great for. Yeah. And you're talking about it like I think people forget and maybe I do too how hungry everybody is. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, whoa. Like <laughs> if I was like crashing season two is about a wonderful black lady. <laughs> Whatever it is. Not, you're so much more than that. But you know no, what I mean. No, Something that it. sounds right for I'll you. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, it drives you nuts. Yeah. It does get better though. I think there's something to be said about like 
a steady a steady job really helps, like a writing job or something like that. Really kind of makes you feel like you belong a little bit more. A little more because you get a pat. Do you write on a show? You've been on many shows. I well, I got, I moved here for a writing gig. Which one? Great news. Great news. Yeah, on NBC. Is it still on? Um, se- uh, the season finale is on Thursday. Okay. Yep. And you wrote on that season. Yeah, this, okay. I just wrote on season two, and was everyone- really. It- Forgive me, just for the joke. I was hoping it was canceled so I could say bad news. <laughs> it's so stupid, but I was so ready. Silly. I was ready. So you write, you wrote on oh, that yeah. didn't help. So, that, so no, no, it was good. Obviously, like it was, it's kind of you know, it, it's what inspired us to like, okay, let's make this move, let's do this. But and I, you know, you've written on shows that weren't yours, right? Yeah. And so that feeling of what I feel like sometimes is that I have such a specific voice that it's really hard to. I get just it. plug and play, plug in jokes, right. you know, because it's so um, – a lot of my stuff is just so point of view based. It's like, what right. do I feel about this? Right. Is that a funny feeling or is that a right. – do I describe it in a funny way? It's not disembodied jokes that can kind of just go from person to person. When there's a boxing match and they put the little stools out and the boxer sits down, you don't want another shirtless guy wearing boxing gloves going over to that guy and being like, how you feeling, Rock? <laughs> you want an old Italian guy with a beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's inside and he's chewing on a toothpick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying is like you're – you belong in the Rick. You know what I'm saying? Preach on it, sister. <laughs> Preach on that shit. Make it manifest, girl. You, yeah. are, you are – okay. I figured it out. I figured it out. Pete, you are my white Ayanla Van Zandt. I wish okay. I got the reference. Oh, my God. Please help me. Oh, my God. Ayanla Van Zandt is a – Please help me. Am I embarrassed that I don't know this? No, oh, no. Okay. I mean, she, you know, she she and Oprah are tight, so she's been on a lot of Super Soul Sundays. I'm surprised. Oh, wait. She is a, like, self-help short guru. Short hair? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Black woman, real short hair. I've like, seen say, her speak. Yeah. And Ayanla is going to galvanize you. I've seen her speak, and she was great. She gets you going. She had a glass of champagne on stage. I'm pretty sure we're talking really? about the same person. And every once in a while, she'd kill it so hard. We're in this the amphitheater. Yeah. And, and she'd go, like, to life. And she'd, <laughs> she'd, in between, like, bits. That but they weren't bits. They were, yeah, right, of course. They were her, like, right. feeding people. Right. And then she'd go, to life. <laughs> and she'd sip the champagne. And I was in awe of this woman. Yeah. And yet I can't remember her name. Ayanla Van Zandt. Ayanla. Ayanla. I can remember Ayanla. Yeah. But once Trust you me, if you Van just Zandt. put in Ayanla. Ayanla. Google will fill it, in the rest. I think I, I made a vine with her once. <laughs> You did. Yeah, because I used to sing a song where I went, it's a valid point, it's a valid point, and I was looking for valid points. <laughs> and I think I had a clip of her going like, but if you don't love you, how is he supposed to love you? Or something like that. It's and I a went, valid, valid point. point. <laughs> <laughs> so she makes some valid points. She does. So I am a uh, white male. Ayanla. I've already forgotten it. Ayanla, you're helping things manifest. You're putting it into the universe. Well, there is- Be in the ring. I, I do- we can even take the magic out of it. I get criticism sometimes on, on our Facebook page about being too magical. <laughs> so let's just take that out. Let's just be hard psychology. Uh, when, we, when we know what we are and we know what we're aiming for, uh, we, we can pick up on real, mm-hmm. not magical, actual cues, not from the universe, from life, from hard <laughs> matter that we can follow – in a non-mystical way. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get those Deepak numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent callback. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? So you, you don't feel like a, like, a, like a Simpsons writer that's just going to sit on a hill and sniper. Yeah. Necessarily. I just don't, I don't have it in me. It's like, in the why same aren't way? I in the scene? You yeah. know what would really help the scene is if I walked in. <laughs> if I walked and in I and just sat say, down. Girl. 
Yeah, well, you know that, uh, um, but, I mean, I would love that, but you have a lot more. Have a lot well, more no, but I just, I just mean, you know, so much of it. I realize even when I'm doing stand up, I'm like, oh, a lot of this time, I'm like selling stuff, right? Like right. it's in the how I'm saying it, right? Of punch course, and where I put it. But that's less than if you read it on paper. I don't know if it would sing the same way. But that's perfect. But that's you know what, what I, I think you know you have covered then is supply and demand because no one can do it. Like that's how I feel about like one of my early jokes that I was a, a standout for me <laughs> was I would I would do my impression of a guy asking his friend Pierce to get beers and I go Pierce get beers Pierce it was just his performance <laughs> yeah. bit. I didn't I was like I don't think anyone else could do that. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean they could but I mean like it was in the selling and yes. that's what you're doing. Yeah. And when I see you do stand up you're doing this thing that's very sort of um, magical, <laughs> meaning you're swirling something in, into being, and that's and that does that sort of stuff belongs in front of camera. But you're writing for other shows, so you you do have experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Writing for other people. Yeah, definitely. It's and it's not you know again, it's not, honey. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? I'll right. do it. Like right, it's, you know, right, and especially when you have like a nice group of people, and you know, it is. It's wonder. You know, it's a fun way to spend a day. Of course, it's just that it doesn't scratch the same itch. Well, it's what Conan said. He wrote on The Simpsons, and he wrote on SNL, and he said he was on a highway, but you know, when you're on a highway and you look to your left, and there's another highway. It's not that it's going <laughs> faster. It's not that it's better. You just realize you're kind of. And let's be careful here because you are grateful. You want yes, to keep yes, writing. Yes, 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 Come on. I, I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. He was feeling – and I think you can agree with this. I, I, I do sometimes feel like it's bad business to, to sound ungrateful for a dream job. Oh, of course. Of so course. I'm just no, protecting and I, you. No, no, you're right. And that's the thing. I'm like, it's, it, I'm not at all. I know. It is about – literally, it's a different – It's just a different – but that's what Conan and, was saying. And learning. He was writing on The Simpsons. Of course. Season three or four or something Ooh. like that. Prime yeah. Simpsons. So it's not that we're not grateful. We're so happy for that. But you feel the westerly winds blowing. <laughs> the wistful yeah. westerly winds. Why don't you uh, – <laughs> let's not turn this into fix Naomi. Uh, but it, there's nothing wrong with you. Are you, you my mother? Pod- yeah, I'm going to fix you. He's like, oh my gosh. But uh, I, I think the one of the ways if it's not – because there was something about getting a parking pass that made me feel <laughs> – like I belonged in the city. Like I had a, a, a key well, no, card I, that let me on to I know. the CBS. Well, Rapture. no, trust me. Like going to like the Universal lot was wonderful. Yeah. Having a schedule, going to a place and saying, "Oh, I'm doing something," and I'm doing something creative, and I'm in comedy. This is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not off. Right. You know, this is You're not, not off the path. Yeah, at all. it's not off. I just and I think it's also something that I didn't think about because I hadn't written on a show. In like a, over a year, right? So I just kind of forgot. And so what it was to be back in it. And I also think there was a little bit of a difference between writing in New York versus L.A. Oh, sure. You know, it is especially like on a, you know, a network show. Like these people are like pros. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they Well, you wrote not... on Broad City. Yeah. Which I love, I love yeah. Broad City. It's one of Val's favorite shows. So I, oh God, I just did that thing where you meet Sarah Jessica Parker and you go, my girlfriend loves you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love Broad City. I don't watch a lot. I don't fuck with a lot of TV. Yeah. <laughs> so I've seen more of it than a lot of other shows because Val loves it. But I also love it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it's a great show. And I could imagine that that writer's room is nothing yeah. like a – like everyone in the room I'm imagining on Good News is like been on 12 network <laughs> yeah, shows. Exactly. And they've all been showrunners. Like you're yeah. sitting next to a guy who's an executive story editor – Talk to him for five minutes, you realize he created Frasier. <laughs> exactly. That's why you're only in on Tuesdays. Exactly. 
exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's different. it's different out here. Exactly. And so I think it was that I was like, oh, I am. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. That's what it was. So it's not. It's not that the job was bad. I just, you know, I get on stage. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. I'm in the room. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And, and so it's just that nobody feeling. Nobody does. Nobody does. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like where you just have that feeling where I'm like, holy shit. But can I just say when you're hiring though, like so much of it. When I'm looking at writers, you, I think so hard on the, the energy of the person. Not in a magical way, Facebook people. <laughs> in, a, in a way like who do you want to see in the room? And I can't – sorry that this is just turning into a, a butter you up fest. But I can't mm-hmm. imagine you not being helpful to the creative process. So as much as it's like you're sitting next to the guy that created Frasier, <laughs> it's nice to have somebody that's like – that's why people hire stand-ups. Yeah. Like they, they bring a certain – a different energy. Yeah. They're like sharp notes. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. They piano. won't be playing yeah. all day, but like you hit that sharp note. We really needed that sharp note. Yeah, We're yeah. We're playing the theme from Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> it's mostly sharp, sharp notes. <laughs> anyway, but you, uh, you the, then I was going to say, do you have a a podcast? I don't know. Do you have? It's your so own funny podcast? because I was um, saying to is Kate, that over? See, like, I, really, it, I don't like, think it, it is. Yeah, I think it's still me. happening. I really feel like um, I mean, new podcast. I'm very I know, confident I know. I still that think... our show is fine. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. people still want this American life or whatever. But like can you – I think you can. But I do think now yeah. you need a network. There's no way network. to just like start well, big, it. I, you know? I was a big believer in the, uh, launch with a network. Yeah. yeah. So right now uh, Andy and I do a show called Couples Therapy where we have two comics do sets together about their relationship or their friendship. Whether they're a couple or friends or siblings or whoever. So we're thinking of maybe doing that as a podcast. Uh, where you are obviously it's like not just the show. We would do interstitials and some in studio stuff, um, and then I also want to do something myself. I don't know what, but I truly do feel like I landed at LAX and was like, I need a dog and a podcast. You know, <laughs> yeah. I told Katie, and I wasn't lying. It hit me something about that California wind. You know, when I felt <laughs> it on my face, I said, I need a dog and a podcast to be complete and a vision board <laughs> and a crystal, uh, a crystal you of put some the crystal kind. under the vision board. <laughs> You're talking to a man who I have some crystals. <laughs> You've been in LA too long. They were all gifts. Um, <laughs> listen, that's not true. I'm just embarrassed. Not, I don't really have crystals. I have little things that are pretty that might be made out of quartz. Ooh, quartz. <laughs> but uh, you're feeling the itch. I know that itch, and you wanna and and maybe am a I project. thirsty, Katie? Edit it out if I seem too thirsty and desperado. Anyway, continue. no, I think that's good. Continue. I mean, like I, it's always helpful to remember. We're such a we're like pack animals. I know we're lone wolves, but lone yeah. wolves uh, are a bunch of wolves. They yeah. get together, they're a pack. <laughs> Those are a bunch of lone wolves. Uh, everybody, you talk to any wolf in a pack, he's like, you know, I'm kind of a lone wolf, <laughs> but I just kind of, you know, we have more food. <laughs> Meaning, stand up is communal, and then I do feel like you get out here, and it's a little bit like dropping a water balloon on the ground, yeah. and it all scatters. Yeah. Different neighborhoods, different pursuits, and then like you're saying about improv. It's hard to get an improv team to be successful because you're only as uh, committed as the least powerful, least powerful, least committed. (laughs) Yikes. Uh, Person, there's something going on here where, I don't know, you're a little bit dependent on others out here. But you're also separated from everybody. So it can be very isolating and lonely. And and then at the other end of it, there is that sort of – I always – Say the joke. Uh, it's a Matt Bronger joke. Rollerblading in the park with your with sparklers <laughs> with your shirt off, and you get a job. Like I mean, that, that does kind of happen yeah. sometimes. Yeah, you never know, right? Oh God, what am I just? 
giving you trite advice, but it's true. You do a set at UCB and it's great. I mean, in a small way, I saw you do UCB and, and here you're and on here this we podcast. Are. Here we are. This is raising a profile. Raising this a profile. This is reaching the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is good. You need things to show up when you when you Google somebody. You need right. ways to like consume the person. Right. Anyway, so in, 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 in the interest of – tell me a little bit about your family. That, that seemed interesting. Okay. Your mom sister. is a hard nut to crack. She's – my mom is a lawyer. Um, it so, was mostly me and my mom for, for pretty much all my life. Like my parents divorced when I was like five or six. Uh-huh. Young um, enough that you don't really remember, I guess? Yeah, I don't you really remember me. the – yeah, I don't really remember like the divorce of it all. Uh-huh. But oh, you'll, maybe you'll appreciate this. Yeah. So we're back in New York doing couples therapy over the holiday in December. Uh, you and Andy. Yeah. The show. Yeah, we're doing our show couples therapy. Doing it live at the end of the show. It was a great show. Obviously, we haven't been in New York in six months, so people came out, friends, sold out. Yay, we're feeling ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. And then <laughs> at the end, this boy comes up to me and he goes, Hey, I'm a really big fan. Can I get a selfie? And I'm like, Sure. We take a little selfie. He's like a tall black guy, you know, young kid. And I go, What's your name? He says his name, which I will save for himself. <laughs> He's my younger brother. Who I have not seen. Did he know? Since oh yeah, he this was his like dramatic reveal. He like came to my show, took a selfie, and then revealed himself. Did he take a second selfie? <laughs> With my after face just, the news, I it was insane. Whoa! And I say that just I mean, I'm so not your only dad is, is opening <laughs> franchises. <laughs> He's setting all over the place. That's a Fight Club joke. <laughs> so he he has another family. Well, the thing is, I again, I I knew again. I met him when he was a child. Like I knew him when he was little, you know. But I hadn't seen him in like fifteen, sixteen years, which is also how long. Like I haven't seen my father in that long. So wait, your parents split up. Your dad took off. Had this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, two. I have three siblings. But you didn't grow up. So no, you okay. we didn't grow up, didn't together, grow up together. But you know, when came when came to the show what and was like, do after that, I didn't know what to do, girl. I lost my damn mind because it was like you know the end of a show was like kind of crazy. Of course, you're like you got to get out. We got to turn over for the next show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just this hecticness. And then I'm like, Andy, my brother's here. He's like, you have a brother? I'm like, keep up. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like so much. Keep up. So it was like, that is what my family situation is in that it was mostly me and my mom. My parents divorced. I have these other siblings, but I don't really have a relationship with them. And I don't know how to kind of get that going. Do you? I'm such a I don't I'm bad at family. Me too. Yeah. To the point where I was, so I was like when you I'm like, am I a sociopath? And then you know, people are like, Well, sociopaths don't ask that question. Yeah. So that's how you know maybe you're not. But right. I'm always like, I'm not good at like bridging the gap or like maintaining the yeah, contact. You can't really fake it, I guess. I don't I've never understood. well, I do and I don't. That like are you kidding? It's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's our, did we just become best friends? If you, <laughs> if you think that's funny, boy, I relate hard to you. It's just like, I get it intellectually, but yeah. like, I also, I blame my parents. I blame them hard for it because it's not a terrible thing, yeah. so I'll just go ahead and blame them. Is that like, they didn't really drive into me the idea, like, that's your uncle. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I, I, and I actually I loved my uncle. I was probably closest with him yeah. than anybody. But that kind of came later when yeah. we were both grown, and I was kind of yeah. like getting along with him as a person. Yeah. But I, yeah. I didn't really have like a 
I never under, I didn't even understand family trees very much. So someone would be like, "This is your second cousin by marriage." I was like, "Can I just call him Bob?" <laughs> right. Like I don't know what that means. Right. You're like literally stranger off the street. So when you say that, I'm just kind of like, "Yeah, you just you just cut those loose." <laughs> Like, what are we going to go on a road trip? Fucking beat it. I know, but all all I know about you is that you're weird and that you want to take selfies, and that's how you reveal. So, scram. I know, but then at the same time, I am without these siblings, so I don't know. Like, I'm an only child. I don't have, I'm like, should I be cultivating these relationships, especially as I get older? But now I I think it's even harder when you're older. Yeah. Right? Like, I think sibling adult siblings have different relationships, right, than they had when they were Buddy. 12, let alone people who didn't grow up together and don't really know each other. So I'm like, well, what does this do? Because like, he's 22, and it's like, I don't know 22-year-olds. What right, do you say to right, a 22-year-old? Right, right. Well, you can do you bond Snapchat with them? over your dad. De- See, this is the, the value of my brother increased. What am I, a fucking lunatic? <laughs> when I realized when we hang out, we talk about growing up in the same house. You have a shared experience. Right. And we you draw on that. And he has a better memory than I do. Okay. So I can literally be like, what do, what do we do for uh, birthdays? And they'd like <laughs> tell me, oh, okay. That sounds kind of vague. Yeah, the cake? There was cake? That's somewhat familiar. But I mean, if, if this, you can bond over your dad, this, this is like, a case study in like two, I know, two but crazy weird, people right? trying to understand <laughs> like, the value. What our family? What our family? <laughs> We're aliens. <laughs> yeah. But you barely remember your dad. Gr- or do you? Are you? Do you know him now? Not really. And also, you know, so he and I are twelve years apart. You know, me you and his brother. And brother, brother right? Yeah. Like, so we have very different memories. Totally. He got parents. a different. He got a different dad. He had a different iPhone. He got a. D- <laughs> You're on the one that like you couldn't. Girl, even I got select. a droid. <laughs> He on an iPhone. I'm on a droid. That's our difference. Ah! You know? And I have to imagine that there's some – and this is not – I'm having so much fun. Let's not even get serious. It's no. fine. Or spiritual. <laughs> Clearly hurt my feelings that people were like, I stopped listening because the show's too magical. <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. Anyway, um, let's not get deep. So I'm not trying yeah, to push yeah, you yeah, into no, a deep yeah. place. But I have to imagine you're, you're you're closer with your mom. Yeah. So dad leaves. I'm not saying we vilified him, but he's not like the best guy in the yeah. world. Uh, because he's – one, he's just not around. Yeah. So – and now you have this guy. Your one bond is a thing that you're not even that crazy about. That's the thing. Why get together and That's be like, yeah, hey, I remember World War One. <laughs> It's like, I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm trying to move on. But you do share some genes. Welcome back to two aliens. <laughs> two aliens. We don't understand. You share some DNA. So you could yeah. see some of yourself in him. You could learn sort a little bit about yourself. It, I don't – I really don't know. I think it is a little uh, – you know that there are these people, especially, you know – with my last name and stuff, you know, we're all it's easy related. To find. Yeah, like it's also like if you share, I say I'm like if you can spell it, we're related. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. We gotta be. And so to know you have all these people out there that you don't see, but I'm so if with you, you can on spell it. We're related. That's a great joke. Thank you. My name is Naomi. I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> I, I, if I had it, in, say it. Ekperigan. Ekperigan. I'm Naomi Ekperigan. Zach Galifianakis had a great joke where he goes, I'm Zach Galifianakis. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> you could say, I'm no- Naomi Perrigan. If you can spell it, we're related. <laughs> That's so funny. Thanks. I love an opener. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, what's that comedian? There's a comedian whose name is like Muhammad Goldberg or something. 
And he goes, and uh-huh, gets, Ron- Weinberg. Yeah, yeah. And it gets a laugh, and he goes, "Thank you." My parents wrote that joke. <laughs> it's a great yeah. opener. I'm just like in awe of that opener. So yeah. you just wrote your own great. Right opener. and tight. Right and tight. Something right and tight. Let them know. Right and tight. Yeah, like an opener. You know, it's like two sentences. You're like, it's right and tight. You just got Montreal. Have you done Montreal? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yes. No a couple surprise. years ago. No surprise. <laughs> no surprise. All right, so dad leaves. You don't know what to do with these brothers. Yeah, so I don't know. So that's where I'm at emotionally. I'm putting it all out only because it just happened, you know, and like it happened in December. That's why I'm even telling you because I'm like, I'm still like, isn't this crazy that this happened? It is crazy. That he like rolled up and it's no value judgment on him. If he listens, I don't know what he does. He could listen to podcasts. I don't know him. It's not a value judgment, but it was like, what? And so it's made all that stuff so present. But so no. So I mean, I guess the thing is like, I grew up, you know, so it's me and my mom mostly. Yeah. Um, I'm in creative mode, by the way, right now. I, I, I must have. I, I was supposed to be writing today, apparently. Uh-huh. No, because uh, like you see, I just love it. I love this world. It's like there's you, there's your weird jubu. I say weird with love. You have a, an awkward jubu. Yeah. You uh, and then your brother comes back into town, but instead of it being what we think it's going to be, which is like new best friend, yeah. he's just like another character on the show. <laughs> you're like, I don't know. You Should know we invite mean? him? That's that's unexpected. Is <laughs> we expect you to be like, oh, we really bonded, but that'll happen season three. If if it, yeah, seasons one and two, it's just some fucking guy. <laughs> uh, you keep forgetting, and you then have we a get brother? and then we get snowed in, and that's what forces us to bond. Yeah, you gotta like have a Snowden. different world where they're trapped in a closet. One of them had water. One of them had beef. A different world. I watch black TV. (laughs) (laughs) I call it black TV, though. (laughs) Well, I mean, honestly, the 90s were black TV. It's, you know, when I was growing up, I was like, of course I wanted to be an actor. It was like a different world. It was, you know, Cosby. It was all these shows that were on in the late 80s, early 90s that were huge and taken over, living single. You know that's on Hulu now. Yep. And it is very exciting. In a 90s kind. Honey. Of? World. (laughs) I'm glad I've got my girls. Hello. Keep your head up. The, the <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. That's good. That's so good. you're close with your yeah. mom? She was living single. <laughs> she was. She was. She, we, yeah, sure, we're close in that we. Kind of. Codependent. Uh, yeah. Improper she... boundaries, you know? Uh, I think she's. What do you mean? She's over loving? She, That's yeah, my she like no, no, I know it's not even overloving. My mom is very, um, she's critical, mm-hmm. and that is her trying to help you. You know, she's like, I'm your mother. Like right. she always said when I was little, she's, I'm your mother. It's my job to tell you the truth. Right. I not my it. job to say like you're great. It's perfect. Right. It's my job to tell you the truth. <laughs> Interesting. So you kind of got a double whammy. Uh, for, correct me if I'm wrong. You got dad who left. We're, there is kind of a psychological load with that. Yeah. Uh, which isn't necessarily, again, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't yeah, make yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Obviously, it wasn't <laughs> your fault, but you might yeah. feel kind of like, well, yeah. he, he left. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, obviously, not your fault. I keep saying that. <laughs> but then you also have your mom. You kind of have an I, Tanya. <laughs> you had an I, Tanya mom. Oh, uh, a black she, Janny. She is going to say, I made you a star. <laughs> she's gonna be smoking in a diner. No, she's it's, it's it's horrible. Like it's bad though because I I sometimes she she gets mad because not now I'm a little bit, but I had like you know I did a Comedy Central half hour and Girl. I didn't want her to be at the taping. I didn't have her at the taping. Yeah, my she, mom wasn't at the premiere of my show <laughs> because I didn't tell her. About it. <laughs> but she was because I already had a date. <laughs> My wife. 
I'm a motherfucking wife, and I didn't want my mom on my other arm. I love my mom. I want to be clear, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sometimes it's just for you. Well, she's still angry about it, and this really? was in 2016, and she, you know, because this feeling of like after everything I've done for you, why wouldn't I be there for this big moment? Which for all the moms uh, I'm listening, like the- I get the, I get that, I understand that feeling, but it's so hard when. You know, she's, it's so, um, a lot of times, like, she's, after where she's seen me perform and been like, don't say that joke. Yeah. You know? I can't have you doing that shit after, like, the one shot, big night. I can't risk sitting down and you being like, well, I didn't like that oh, one. Oh, dude. Or don't do that my, one. I love my brother, too, but I, he came to a show of mine once. They never come to shows. Every once in a while, there'll be a show and I'll be like, come to this one. Yeah. It was at my old Christian college. And I was like, well, I got to be clean. Might as well invite the family. Right. <laughs> my brother came up to me afterwards. After I was so proud of myself yeah. for doing an hour mm-hmm. of church clean material. Whew. And I do a pretty good impression of my brother. So this is my brother. Afterwards, he goes, hey, dude, great show. I'm like, <laughs> thanks. He goes, 90. 90- no, he didn't even say great show. He goes, 90% recycled material. Oh. And, I, and I, he, again, I know he was just trying to like relate or be like, I know you, I know like, you, I, knew, yeah, like, like, I, know, I know you did. Yeah, but it, I just was like, it was the first thing anyone said to me after I got off stage, and I was like, Ugh. so I, even though it's well meaning, right? You're like, I right. don't need that there. I would right. never want my mother at my half hour. In your defense, which is all I've done this podcast. <laughs> I love it. I never would have invited my mother. In fact, if she said I really want to come, it would mean a lot to me. I would say I'm I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that is a high stakes environment. And it was so. High. But like you your know, first TV taping thing. Exactly. It was like half a, hour, and I was like, I just couldn't take the another. Risk. I couldn't thing. risk it. I couldn't risk it. I couldn't deal. Especially, look, if you break your mom, listens to this, writes me an email, <laughs> and says the podcast is too magical at the end. <laughs> if you you break the trust, if you say you can't make that joke. Or or criticize right. in any way, right. you're off the train. It's yeah. it's it's not offensive. It's just the same as not having a ticket. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't have a ticket. We're not going to Harrison. She wants it. She said to me, she's like, "Well, Naomi, don't you need feedback? How else do you know?" And I go, "When they laugh." Yeah, I don't need. You I'm in the feedback me. business, <laughs> and you know what? I don't need is a, a, a focus group right. with my mother. <laughs> how you can't see me? You know how talk about drawing in a club or, or having people come out to see me also like talk about getting to that place where you can actually get your parents to start to understand who you are right that's a trickier i mean separate <laughs> from them i think i think that's a big thing and i think mothers and daughters have this you yeah. know so, so depending it's like how you can be an extension of your mother and then i think yeah. if you overlay that with like then you know they raised you by yourself so then you're real. it's like i bled for you of you course. know which is like it's true. You can't it's not a, yeah. love, you know, grateful love will always get the thanks, you know, but it doesn't change the fact that it's also a lot. And when something's already terrifying, yeah, it's like taking all my bandwidth. Right. Right. I can't do, I just don't have it left. I don't, she'll, you know, we'll see. We'll hope. I mean, you can bring, bring we'll them to the hour, I guess. I don't well, once know. I get more comfortable, I think, you know. Um, I hate this negotiation. I faint like it's I like with terrorists. <laughs> what are you going to blow up if I don't have you at the hour taping? <laughs> I, be, I uh, go on. No, I'm just saying. Like I think I think it'll get better. You know, again, now that I've done a couple things where I'm more comfortable, mm-hmm. now I can kind of bring her in without you know. Because again, I get a little more. I have a little more room now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it absolutely. doesn't totally make me crazy. That's right. Now, so right. I have a little room for you. How long have you been doing stand up now? I've been doing about nine years. Okay, so. 
I'm like, okay. You know, okay. depending on what it is, you know. I still don't want to But do I still also am like, family. I don't want you backstage. No. Afterwards, come on. Come take a look. Walk around. Meet a person. Beforehand, no. No. Beforehand. Also, don't text me that you're there. It is like, oh my tell God. Tell me after. Don't tell me where you're sitting. Oh, we're, oh. The, we're the left. <laughs> Never. Great. Never. A whole section I can't look at. Because <laughs> what if you're yawning? <laughs> and you birthed me. I've, I've done shows where my parents, they just look at the audience the whole time. They're not even looking at it. They're looking to see that people like it. Yeah. They're like, yeah. wow. They're like, people are really into this. And they'll say stuff like that. Like, wow, I really like you for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks for making it out. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, God. That's why we do this. Yeah. This is why we do this. We thank them for the holes. Truly. Because that's how the light gets in. It's not me. Who said that? Too magical. Who wrote? Uh, oh, Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Wrote Too, magical. Too magical. Too <laughs> magical. It's got a thread going on Reddit. Too <laughs> magical podcast. Um, oh. Well, we always speak of magic. We always talk about. Oh shit! We only have twenty minutes. I could have to go at one. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I just write down one. I have to go with one too. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I told I Katie to be. I told you. <laughs> you and you have to go with one. I don't. I didn't see it. That's fine. Right. I just want you to know that I had to leave too. That I, I wouldn't like it. wait. I'm not gonna like sit here. That's good. Good for you. You're gonna be fine in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about hard outs in yes, this town. You're good. A hard out is a power move. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, tell me what you think the whole world is about. What do you th- like? Were you raised religious? Do you have a way of making sense with the mystery? That how fucking yeah, cool? yeah, yeah, I was I saying to Val on the walk. I was like. <laughs> I think I might do it as a bit because I'm talking about air and we're like, you need something that's invisible. <laughs> like you couldn't draw it. Like if you were talking to an alien trying to explain to the alien what you needed, you can't draw air, but you need it. You'll die without it. And there's different types of invisible things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you breathe in oxygen, you breathe out carbon dioxide. The trees breathe in the carbon dioxide, breathe out oxygen. What is, what is going on here with the, the, the harmony, the balance, the, right. the phenomena right. of consciousness and life? Do you have anything? <laughs> what do, you, do I have what are, what are what my takes? Any hot takes? Any hot takes? Well, what is what is the? How do you well, put it together in your mind? I know I put it together in my mind. The simple thing I have to remember when I go on the macro level, I am not in charge. Love it. And I what I need so desperately to then apply to the micro, right? To the day to day, to all this like it's fucking thirsty surrender. monster nonsense. Yeah. You gotta turn it over. Right. You gotta turn that shit over, girl. But I find it so difficult because how do you? negotiate or how do you hold both an awareness how do you hold an awareness um every single thing is bigger than me mm-hmm. and my way is not the way things work mm-hmm. you know how do you hold that with you have to work hard and try your best and if you do these things it will yield a certain outcome right right like the nature of just like work and creating stuff and you know how do you how do you negotiate being, um, you know, surrendering, but also like having faith, right? Because you want to, you surrender with the faith that it will go the way it's supposed to go, right? Well, who supposed to according to who, right? Am I right. supposed to, right? Or the universe is supposed to, right? The law, of yeah, reality. the law of the world. Because I think what I would never get, you know, the notion of like higher power and we all have one and stuff. I'm always like, how does that work though? Because like, our higher powers have to be in opposition at some point, right? Higher powers need yeah, to be Yeah, like, well, or not meaning that we all don't, we, for instance, like if I want to part, 
my higher power is supposed to help me get that part, but then the other girl oh, who I wants to, like she has a higher power who wants her to get the part. It's like right. we can't all have an individual HP, right? 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 Kind of like oh, I get it. So I'm kind of I'm like how do well, there's you? A, I forget what it's in. There's a, there's a there's a holy book uh, depending on how you define holy books, but there's a quote that I love. It talks about like um, it's basically saying like I create the good stuff and I create the bad stuff. Anybody who doesn't see my two faces doesn't see me. Mm. It's written from the perspective of God. Meaning, of course, I mean, like, what are we talking about? You pray for a part. That's why people don't typically don't like football teams thanking God, which is why if you lose, it would be good to thank God. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'd love to see the post-game interview. I'd like to thank God because – I know that struggle and adversity is 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 where the deep teachings are. Yeah, and I know that I'm stubborn, and I'll only go where fear and loss push me. Yeah, that'll be a nice post game. <laughs> That's a post game interview. The jets. <laughs> so I hear what you're saying, but you know what's funny is is like I, I was a friend of mine was struggling with anxiety, and I was like, "You're getting better." Um, we, were, we were dealing with it a lot together, and I was like, "You're getting better. Every day is getting better." And I could tell that they didn't believe me, and I, because they were feeling it at the time. And I was like, "What's great is." Your understanding, your getting better isn't contingent on your understanding that, it is that what I'm better. saying is, is right. Right. Because I'm outside of your predicament right now yeah. and I can see the data. You're getting better. This is not yeah. magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying you're getting better. I know right now you're feeling anxiety, but it doesn't matter. Right. You don't believe me. I'm living in the objective universe where you are obeying, despite what you think, a law of recovery. Right. Right. That is bigger than you. Yeah. So here you are wondering, which one do I yield to? It's this big thing or it's this little thing. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> which is great. There's a freedom in that. Like, yeah. You know, I love the – it's like before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Have you heard that? Mm-mm. So it's like you're – regardless of how free your brain is or right. how much you understand, right. you're going to be doing what you're doing. You have to do the work regardless. You're going to be doing yeah. your stand-up. You're going to you be do doing You do the work regardless. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So there's some peace in that. I gotta find that peace. Find that peace, girl. You gotta find that peace, girl. Yeah, but also, I don't know. I kind of see. I need to. I'll tell you why I need to find that peace because it's got to stay fun. Yeah. You know, when it gets to again, thirsty monster. When it gets to, you need a specific outcome mm-hmm. as a result of doing the work. Then the work, it's like it's. I'm less on doing whatever I'm doing. I'm like, how do I get that outcome right? right? And it's like not fun. It's, it's like make it. Yeah, it's like make it fun now. Because right. quite frankly, this may be all it is. Right. Well, you this know? is all it. Oh, yeah, for sure. That to me is maybe the key to life is to uh, learn to enjoy the whole process. Yeah. And realize that it's not. We we always get somewhere and we go. Shit, I'm still me. Right? <laughs> we we know this. Yeah. Yet we go when I when Naomi gets her thing, then she'll be. Content. The trick is to enjoy, and I'm not just trying to plug the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the things we're trying to say on Crashing is that the sucking of it yeah. is a great heritage and a great tradition yeah. of stand up, of struggle, of artistic struggle that we can all relate to. Yeah. Um, so, like, not postponing your joy till the end. I had something else for you, but I forgot what oh it was. Oh, my God. The, oh, it's the hungry monster. I don't know. Realizing that. Enjoying it right now, I think, is the hard thing. And then the anxiety is also kind of lawful too, meaning I look back on my time Mm -hmm. being very anxious and really wanting something. And then – and that's okay, I think. (laughs) 
There's this great. There's a. It's a Thich Nhat Han thing. He goes, "Keep your anxiety warm." I think that's really nice. Mm. Meaning, like, see it, identify. Look at your drive. It looks like you're yeah. pretty. You can distance yourself from your drive. When did this become an advice part of the show? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm telling you what I do. Is I go. There it is. There's that unpleasant drive. Yeah. Instead of pushing it away, that's another way it has you. Just let it kind of float in space and and, yeah. and give it give it its due. Yeah. But I don't know. Does uh-huh. that do anything for you? I mean, I hear it. But it's not. I get it intellectually, just like family. That's so funny. <laughs> get it intellectually. It is unpleasant. Show business um, is unpleasant. It's so. It's like, it but you got to make. Well, like it's that's the thing I always, you know, Andy, for instance, when he's writing, like working on something, I'll hear him laughing. He will make himself laugh as he's writing. Right. Which I'm like, that's what it's got to be. You yeah. got to chuckle. Yeah. Honey, you got to chuckle. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like. What is it, you fool? Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's like, but you gotta find a way to make it. Like, while you're in it, being like, if you're not, if you're not having fun with it, how are you then gonna make anybody else have fun? With it? Right, right. You gotta feel it first. I mean, because that's like you are such a goof troop. You I know what I mean? Troop, you're having, <laughs> you're having fun. You it know what I mean? It doesn't work if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just pragmatism. <laughs> no, no, no. It is. It's but true. you know what I mean? Like, it is. Like, I'm saying, even your comedy and work, you're, right. like, you're like. Oh, Pete is having fun right now. Right, like he's right. you know the whole Pierce Spears. Right, is like, that's a fun thing. You are having fun, and it is so silly beyond measure. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, but I it's weird because you're like you're having fun, so I'm having fun. Watch you do this silly thing. Right, exactly. And I think I, I that's that's interesting. Um, and I appreciate that. I feel seen. <laughs> I think about that with Todd Glass. You listen to the Todd Glass show, and I'm just like, this guy's figured it out. He figured out a way to have like a little party with his friends and do what he does and have other people appreciate it. Mm-hmm. This is how he found his fan base. I'm like, that's incredible. Yeah. One of the ways he found it. Yeah. Um, what about death? Anything on that? Oh, it'll come. It'll come, sister. <laughs> I, I. It's funny. I don't. I'm not afraid of it. Really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. It's interesting. I don't want kids, and I will say that in you know I have so many friends who have kids, and as I see them grow and visit, I do find I get very. They do remind me of mortality in a way that I don't like. Mm. Well, they're the death of nothingness. They they birth. They became life, which was a violation of what was there before. (laughs) So it's a death in a way. (laughs) But but the thing is, I never thought I was afraid of death until like because you're also seeing the time pass. Well, they're there to replace you. It's a Seinfeld bit. Oh, really? Okay, so they're there to replace you, and also to remind you. Like every time I see him, I go, "Oh, so it has been exactly one year and two months exactly since." I saw you. Yep. Right? And look person. At, or like yeah. or you're seeing it's like or just the extent to which you have kids and they're really babies for such a short amount of time. I know. That's and then spot they become they become annoying people who talk back for so much more of it, which is why right. I don't want kids. Because right. I think when I see kids, I'm like, oh I like babies. Yeah. I don't like twelve year olds. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't right. wanna like hear a fourteen year old sass me. But I want it. So I know I can't be a parent. You're playing it out. I yeah. play it out. Yeah, you've, you got it out. To, you've got to play the tape all the way through. Well, I think a lot of young pregnancies lead to, I would like a doll. <laughs> and then that doll's smoking a cigarette and giving you the finger. And you're like, shit. <laughs> better make another one. Yeah, better make another one. <laughs> so I, can, uh, uh, I hear that. Uh, so you're not afraid to die, though. That's great. Yeah. I sometimes think of it as like when people slip into comas and stuff. They were, it was fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, as long as it's quick, right? Yeah. As long as it's like kind of a thing that kind of overtakes you. you but know? even if it's not quick, at the end, I'd like to think it's like slipping into a hot tub. I know it's not. It's painful. It can be gross. People dr- drown in their lung fluid and Jesus. stuff. It's ugly. I know. It's gross. But uh, at, at the end, I always think I'm like, there's going to be a moment where you're like, uh, here I go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I'm like, 
Yeah, but people that slip into comas don't go, here I go. They just go, uh, and yeah. then they're, they're gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or go unconscious. Well, you're not in charge of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you're one time I got food poisoning and smoked a little dope and I fell over. Like Val had to catch me and by that I mean I just fell on her. Because <laughs> she's like a Beckerman size. <laughs> and I fell on her and I – don't have any memory of being like, well, I guess I'm passing. I just, right. I you just, just fell. Dipped. You just fell. <laughs> and then I was floating in space with a purple planet that loved me. <laughs> that planet loved me. It loved you. It was everything. <laughs> Don't worry. We saved the magic for the end. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. If you, anyway, <laughs> even if you don't believe in magic, you do believe in the Big Bang, which was every single thing crammed together, including that sweater and these microphones. And Lou Gehrig. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Gehrig! It was all in the Big Bang of the Singularity. Anyway, <laughs> Niam. Peter. What's the hardest time you've laughed? Then we're out of here. Hardest time I've laughed? Yeah. I mean, here's, here's what I always say. Yeah. Relax. I don't want a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of yourself laughing. Feel the tears on your face. Feel the pain in your abdominals. Yeah. Where are you? Who are you with? How old are you? Ooh, girl, that just opened it up. Maybe you're a child. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes it's just a movie. I'll give you a hint. Often it's a fall. <laughs> Often it's a fart. Often it's somewhere you're not supposed to laugh. Church, school. I, the hardest, I think when I was younger, I loved, I remember having, losing my shit. Over Sherry O'Terry and Will Ferrell playing the cheerleaders on SNL. And me thinking that was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen. I might have yeah. been like 14. That's when we wanted that. Right? That's like when it was like, oh my God. And she would like say, you know, she would just say, she was all like in that way. She would say something and I'd just be like, dead. You know, yeah. dead before we said dead. You yeah. know, dead before hashtag dead. Yeah. I was yes. like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I think there was something about it being... So ridiculous. I think David Duchovny was in one of the cheerleader sketches and he said, I have nipples the size of dinner plates. I remember that. Was it Duchovny? It was, or was Duco- it? I and believe I, it was Duchovny. And I remember just being like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, yeah. and just and just losing it. Yeah. And nipples. A male nipple joke. And it was 12 a.m. You yeah, know. What are you doing up? What are you doing up on a Saturday? <laughs> Your mom's <laughs> arguing for the freedom of a, of a single mother. <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. She's been those? asleep. She's been asleep. Oh, she's, she's, been weary. Yeah. she's weary. She's uh, weary. Can I just say, I, I know we've taken a lot from black culture. <laughs> I've been asleep. That that sort of thing. It's like, you need to be watching Rick and Morty. I've been <laughs> watching Rick and Morty. That, that is the next great one <laughs> the best for us needling whites. <laughs> to co-opt, for, to inspire the next Get Out. <laughs> which will be Get Back In Here. <laughs> the sequel, <laughs> written and directed by Jordan Peele. Uh, well, thank you so much. Thank you, you put so out much. A lot of good vibes. I think we did good. We got a little deep, and then we just kept just it funny. Just like we we're just like loose. We were crispy, but we were loose. Not too magical. Not too magical. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear about it. I internet. Got, I gotta not read the Facebook. You can't page. do it. You, I don't know what you're doing. What's the Facebook page? It's usually a friendly one. It's my Facebook. Someone page. else has to read it for you. Yeah, that's true. Ask Valhalla to do it. I'll ask Villarreal to do it. Villarreal. Thank you so much. Thanks. All these vibes. Would you say keep it crispy? That's how we end. Yeah, let's do the, it. The guest says it. Oh, I said keep it crispy. That was a great one. Voiceover. You could do a lot. 
You could do a lot. <laughs> you could do a lot. <laughs> I'm mad about it. <laughs> I'm so crispy, I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get me. Keep 